welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I'm excited to have you all here tonight. We had a fantastic show last week. Thank you, everyone, who showed up for our Halloween special. It was so much fun. I can't even tell you. So before we get started, we have some stuff to go over quickly. I want to... Give you first, I want to give you the numbers. So if you'd like to call in, you can get called in and tucked in in the queue and ready to come on the air. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All right. Just a reminder, we are nearing the close of our Poetry for Prizes drawing. And I will be going over the details of that if you are brand new and have not heard about this yet or if you have just been ignoring me or if you decided all of a sudden I want to do this or if you've been doing this. Okay. <laughs> so for the month, Amber, and October, what I had been doing was giving you a haiku subject prompt at the beginning of each show each week. And then after the show, I have been created a, creating a pin post on the top of my Facebook page with each week's new prompt. All right, so when you go onto my Facebook page, you don't have to scroll through a bunch of stuff to find it. It's pinned right there on the top of my page and easy to find. Okay, there's only one way to enter this drawing, and that is to add your haiku poem to the prompt post I put up each week on my Facebook page. So you would have to go to my Facebook page, go to that prompt post pinned at the top and post your haiku poem in the comment section of that. Now, remember, you can write as many haiku poems as you want. So if you decided, oh, wow, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write 20 haiku poems tonight and I'm going to get entered into the contest 20 times, you can do that. Every time you post a haiku, that is worth one entry into the drawing. The cool thing is, is that if you are brand new or if you just have missed some weeks, weeks that we've had every week in this contest so far, you can go back to and post haikus to those subjects as well. And I have those in the posts. I have them, a link to each of those uh, posts so you don't have to go searching for them either. So you just click on the link. It'll pull up the posts for you, and you can post your haikus on those. At the end of this, I'm going to be going and pulling up each of the prompt posts and finding everyone's haikus and getting the number of entries for them, telling it up, and, and get ready to do that drawing. So you can post on any week. You can post as many as you want on any week, and you will be entered in. So there's kind of a whoopsie, though. I um, forgot to post the prompt last week on my page. <laughs> I was really bad. I went on after the show, and I did some stuff, and I thought that I'd done it, and I had not done it, so whoopsie to me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you again the post or the prompt from last week, and I'm going to have it posted on my page, 
as well as the prompt for this page, because I don't want to keep extending this contest. We've extended it a week already, and so this week you just get two. You get last week's again, and you get this week's. So last week's haiku prompt was the moon, the stars, and all other things that go bump in the night sky. You know, be it comets or ET phoning home or black holes or Captain Kirk, I don't care. Anything spacey, okay? The moon, the stars, and any other thing up there in the night skies. So that was last week's. And this week's is all things autumn. All things autumn. Now, both of these prompts are subject to your interpretation. Okay, so you can make it about anything at all. Work that theme into your haiku. You'll be good to go. Go post it on the post and get entered into the contest, and you are going to be so amazed with the awesome, cool prizes. It will so be worth it, you guys, I'm telling you. Okay, so anyway, oh, we also remind you, we have our anniversary show coming up soon, celebrating our 17th year on the air, our 17th year together. Isn't that crazy? We have some exciting things that will be leading up to that Uh, including our new writing exercise, which I will be announcing next week. We are coming to the end of our broadcasting year, and so I will be starting our fundraiser again soon. It is very important to me that you understand how special these people are that I'm going to be commenting on in just a moment because they are our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors. We do this fundraiser every year, and we literally could not be here were it not the help from the community, the help that you guys give. When we first started 17 years ago, it was, you know, it was in the price range that I could do it alone. But over the last 17 years, so long, over the last 17 years, um, the prices have gone up, and I can no longer carry that by myself. So it was either go off the air or put a call out and James one sapiens started one year and it's just kind of grown from there so it really is a community effort to keep us here and to keep this show live and going and keep this um, venue available for you guys to share so these people really are important you know some of them dipped in and and you know I had threw in five bucks because that's all they had and other people helped you know just whatever they were able to do it was fantastic and it made my heart cry and swell with pride every time someone jumped up to the plate and helped. So these guys are really important and they're really special. So make sure that you give them a thank you when you see them or talk to them, you know, because that would mean a lot. People are so busy spreading negative things around all the time and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Oh, no, I sound like a stupid commercial, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, you know, takes just as much effort to say something kind. So thank our sponsors, please, just as we do every single week on the show. So our 2023 sponsors who are getting all of our loves are Annabella Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista uh, Joe Peck, and her dog, T.S. Eliot, he is a great poet lover, Lori Binder, Ben Perkins, Martha Shesick, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, 
Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. I also want to really thank those of you who beautifully and anonymously made donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. Thank you guys so much. That was a beautiful thing to do. And thank all of you. All right. So, dun, dun, dun. Guess what time it is now? What comes next? Inspiration from the Inkwell, your mini workshop. Get your papers and pencils ready because we are going to be going over this information. As I go through this, if you don't happen to catch everything, don't panic. You can come back after the show is over and listen to the first 15 minutes of the show in the archive and grab all the information you happen to miss. Also goes for keeping in mind that we have how many years, everybody? You know, 17 years. We have tons and tons and tons of shows in the archives with these little workshops in them. So if you ever sit in there one night and you can't think of anything, just pull up one of the shows, listen to the first 15 minutes, and you'll be able to grab something and you'll be off and running. It's a great tool for you to utilize. All right, so we're going to jump right in and give you your poetry prompts for this week. And I want to thank those of you who, because uh, I was very late posting it, jumped on and jumped on and shared poetry prompts for this week's show. So, and I've been doing this for a while now, and it's been a lot of fun. I have a blast watching what you guys come up with for the prompts to share with each other. So all of these prompts, with the exception of two, two of them are mine, but uh, all these prompts come from our listeners, you guys. So thank you. You did a fantastic job. There's some really good ones on here this week that I really like. Okay, so number one. This is probably, in all honesty, and I'm not going to be, I'm not playing favorites, but this one probably inspires me the most. I thought it was pretty awesome. And that is, number one, God said, can have your land. God said, I could have your land. Number two, what she said. What she said. Number three, homeward bound. Homeward Bound. Number four, Mercy of the Fallen. Mercy of the Fallen. Number five, this one made me laugh. Number five, Big Bad Wolf was misunderstood. The real villain was Little Red Riding Hood. The Big Bad Wolf was misunderstood. The real villain was Red Riding Hood. That's what it is. Long title. Now write a haiku to that. Number six, heart's tears. Heart's tears. Number seven, they will devour you. They will devour you. Number eight, it's all in your imagination. It's all in your imagination. Number nine, in black garbage bags. In black garbage bags. Number ten, the stars hold all my secrets. The stars hold all my secrets. Number 11, what I normally would have done. What I normally would have done. Number 12, little trouble, a foundling 
story, foundling. Little trouble, a foundling story. Number 13, seasons change. Seasons change. Number 14, emptiness. Painting emptiness. And my contribution for the week, besides the one that's anonymously up there, is dun, 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 poking the bear. Poking the bear. So there you have it. Remember, you can write one poem to each of the prompts. You can mix and match and use any of them together that you want to shake up in a bag and dump out. Or if you feel real froggy, you can jump on and, yeah, write one poem using all 15 prompts in the same poem. There you go. There's your challenge. Before you sit down and start writing, however, one of the things that I really encourage you to do is your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And this exercise highlights that what we do with the prompt before we write to it is far more important than what we actually write. You know, when we hear something that inspires us, we'll instantly pull up images in our brain. It's kind of like the knee jerk. It's muscle memory is what it is. But if you go past that, and you will write a poem to that, and it, but it'll be the typical poem that that most people write to that same prompt because we all, you know, through society and stuff, we all have the similar, you know, input. You know, we think of October where it's something orange is going to be in there. So I want you to look behind those things, the things that you automatically get pulled towards and find what's deeper. Find the unique poem, the one that's just, the one that's unique to you that only you can write. You know, don't write the basic common poem that everyone else is going to write. Find what belongs to you, what you own. And this is how you do that. This is how you, you create those poems that make someone's brain stagger and say, what? What was that? Okay. So anyway, for this is I want you to open up your journals to a clean, and in my brain, in my beautiful brain, when I think of you guys, you are all sitting there and you have light behind you and there's these creatures I have no name for all going, oh, you know, and, and you're sitting there with journals in your hand and a pen in your hand and it's not backlit. You're holding this book and you're writing in your journals and it's a beautiful thing. Anyway, so I'd like you to open your journals to a clean page and at the top, starting with the first prompt, I would like you to write that down. Then before you start writing a poem to that prompt, I want you to write it down at least six different ideas for poems you could write to that prompt. When you're done with that one, go down to the next one, down to the next one, until you have got at least six different poem ideas for each of the 15 prompts. You will not get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you. You're going to write the hell out of it, and you're going to sit there at the end, exhausted, needing a cup of coffee, or some oxygen or something, and you're going to look at that poem and you're going to go, what in the heck? Where did that come from? Trust me. Trust me is science. <laughs> you can't argue with science. So there is no writing exercise, as I said, this week. We'll be starting a new special one next week. Dun, 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 there's your cliffhanger. Okay, so next I'm going to... Actually, that's probably about it. I want to remind you that we focus, as food for our creative thoughts, we focus on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. 
need input in order to have output. There's going to be a quiz on this someday. I say this every single show, and I've been saying this every single show probably since Moses bought new sandals, okay? So someday I'm going to quiz you to see who knows this word for word, and there's going to be a hell of a prize for it. All right, so anyway, you are what you eat. You have to have input in order to have output. Read, go out and live life. Do something that puts new experiences in your little computer chips so you can pull on that when you're writing, or you will get so stagnant. As our writers discipline every day, we have been writing a haiku poem. As you start out your day, this is different than the uh, drawing that we're doing right now, so you should be doing too. Um, so every day writing a haiku poem. When you get up in the morning and you get ready for your day, whatever you're doing until you lay your head back down at night, I want you to watch for your 17 syllables. They're out there. And that's all I'm asking of you. That is the only thing I'm asking of you. You do nothing else. I don't even care if you don't like haikus. You don't have to like haikus. That's why it's called a discipline. Okay? This is something that you should do. It makes you pay attention to words. It gets you in the habit. There's so many things that this does for you as a writer. So if nothing else, please go out every day and give me 17 syllables. Give yourself 17 syllables. It will pay you back a millionfold. So keep a little paper and pencil on you. When something smacks you upside of the head, stop for two seconds and write it down. If it's not the right syllable count, I don't care. Go back and fix it later. Add some, take some away. If you don't ever fix it, I don't care. Just get it written down. It can be an unku. Boy, you so unku. Um, anyway, so yeah, every day, write your haiku poem. Just do it. To run through, actually, I better real quick. I'm going to run through real quickly your uh, poetry prompts again for the week. Number one, God said, I could have your land. Two, what she said. Home, uh, three, homeward bound. Four, mercy of the fallen. Five, the big bad wolf was misunderstood. The real villain was Red Riding Hood. Number six, tears or heart's tears. Number seven, they will devour you. Eight, it's all in your imagination. Nine, in black garbage bags. Ten, the stars hold all my secrets. Number 11, what I normally would have done. Number 12, little trouble, a foundling story. 13, seasons change. 14, painting emptiness. And 15, poking the bear. All right, so there you have it. As your Edition of week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, come back, listen to the recording, get whatever I mixed you up on. You'll be good to go. I am going to play an audio track. Actually, I'm going to play two audio tracks because we have three new tracks from Miss Lola Lawrence, but they are super short. So I'm going to play that one, and then I'm going to play... The second one I'm going to play is by um, Larry Maddox. And so those will be the two that we play. i to make sure I got my little things hooked up right. All right, so Lola Lawrence does not title her poems. So these are in here as poem one, poem two, poem three, and that's how I'm going to introduce them because I would rather do that than not play them because they are awesome. So the piece that I'm going to play by Lola Lawrence is poem number one. And then I'm going to follow that with uh, Larry Maddock, for real, the poet, with Say My Name, The Answer. Okay. So there you have that. Mm -hmm. 
Here we go. My days pass, not in hours, not in minutes, but with night teasing on the horizon, deeper than the breath of dawn to the curves of dusky lust, pulsating needs hungry, predatory, for the gluttonous desire buried beneath your skin. Say my name. Say my name again. Insatiable, sensual loves removed all the improbables. There's not a maybe. Everything's possible. This. Thing between you and I, unmovable, undying, ever ending, happily ever after, regardless of the weather, nothing else matters. Say my name, insatiable you, sensual. All intangibles removed, scars from our past healed, bandages removed. You're so beautiful, diamond, glistening, gleaming, giving fluorescence new meaning. You sparkle, regardless of light, wearing the mark of love. All I've prayed for, everything about you is heaven touched, remarkable, and all it took was love, love, consensual, unconditional, insatiable, sensually sensual. My rib sent from heaven above. Swallow me. Let me sink deep into this uplift of love. Cascading wonderment. Sink me, Titanic. But don't leave me stranded on some remote island. You and I, castaways, swept ashore by the sweetest tidal wave. Tsunamic love, love rescued me. And only the softness of your voluptuous lips this day can save me. And steaming. I'm in love on a beach full of jet black sand with my socks off, drenched by the ocean water, soaked in love, standing before me, so beautiful, insatiable. 
sensually sensual castaways abandoned shipwrecked warmed by each other's touch under the shade of the tropics and its trees I fashioned your hand with a ring made of reefs it's not much Tangerine from shells of coconuts Insatiable and sensual fall in love Say my name Say my name again Insatiable I fashion your hand with a ring made of wreaths it's not much we sip tangerine from shells of coconuts insatiable and sensual fine love say my name mm, say my name know what it is time for it is time for you guys stars the poets there you go (laughs) I had to warm them up for you you guys all right so now want to give you the number again just in case you are not called in yet if you'd like to read on the air, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who is reading and that your name is attached to your work. We have 16 years with our archives here, guys. You are literally verbally publishing your poem right now. So make sure your name's attached to it. You can read one to two poems. Or no, you can read, you can read two poems right now. I don't know what I'm thinking. You read two poems right now, but the lines are a little bit busy. So don't make them like super long, epic poems. Um, just choose normal poems or... Yeah, crazy tonight, and we have to switch back to one. I'll just, I'll let you know when that happens in your turn. I'm terribly sorry, but right now you're good to go at two. I'll try to keep my comments down, too, so that I don't take up all the time yapping. Next, when you are done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you. You start building up your writer's network. You inspire and be inspired by each other, all that good stuff. We have a mature rating, so you're bound to hear just about 
anything on the air tonight. I don't always know who is on the other end of the line when you guys call in, and I have no idea what any of you are going to read. So just keep in mind we have a mature rating, not an adult rating. So you won't hear any bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B, nothing like that. You know, other than that, you're good. You know what that line is, just don't cross it. I don't need to babysit you. Anyway, so I'm going to give, a, out, give out the first three callers so you kind of have an idea of where you are coming up. We have 573 followed by 850 and then 702. I would also like to let area codes 201 and 732 know that you are not in the lineup. So 201, if you want to be in the lineup, if you want to read tonight, please press 1, and that will tell me it's okay to unmute your line. And 732, yeah, 732, if you would like to come on the air tonight and you uh, want to read, just press 1. 732. I don't think that's, I don't think I know that number, that rest of that number. I might. Anyway. So 732-201, press 1 if you'd like to come on. If you're here enjoying the show, welcome. If you want to change your mind and want to come on later, just at any time, press 1, and you're good to go. All right, let's get area code 573 on the air. You are with me, sir. Hey, Senator Sparrow, how is my night doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing awesome, Sin. How did you get first in line? That's awesome. Because I, I know when to call. <laughs> I can set timers <laughs> up and watch clocks and shit. Yeah, I, you know, I've been doing this then for years. So you just learned it because huh. this is the first time you've ever been first in line. But I'm proud of you. That's like a like a secret behind the scenes contest that goes on every week. <laughs> yeah, usually it's like second or third. And then man, if you wait like if you wait till until you know seven, it, it's like an hour and a half later. <laughs> you got to be in the first fifteen minutes. <laughs> Um, I know I talk too much. So what you got for us tonight, honey? All right. So um, I got a very short piece, uh, which is kind of new. It was written back in um, August, and I got a brand new piece. And I was, I was going to throw you curveball and do, like, you know, one of my calling bullshit pieces. But I'm really not in that space right now. So these are both very uh, positive pieces. This first piece is called Proclaiming Life. Does hypocrisy have divisional standards in one's mind? It is, as we behold, someone presumes. So elevation is key, but tell me, do you coddle or run terrified from ghost flagrant stare back there in the closet cerebellum where nightmares hide? Do you dare to care enough to dance Morte's tango amongst Crawling worm food, dust drawn epiphanies, no longer night hairs and tremors run like my mind ceases to cease. They're free. These premature demons, no longer fudging, starving for your neglect. Now ravenous monsters, I object to neglect. My plethora anymore, as crescendos of acid waves, jazzy my invigoration, is a proclamation that I'm fucking alive. Backward breathing and peace. <laughs> I absolutely love that one. And it's, 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 all your pieces don't have to be, you know, in your face, you know, I call bullshit poems. You, I'm glad that you're reading what you want to read. 
That was incredible. You have to do it in your. You have to do it to feeling, dude. Yeah. Well, what I'm gonna give you next uh, was created over the weekend, and um, you know, there's a room on Clubhouse, and uh, we need to talk of discussion, two-hour discussions, and we you know, write a piece to it. And I'm like, hey, you know what? You know what? Let's talk about this fear, and the fear starts within. And um, so, it's a really good conversation on self-discovery and elevation. This. It's my way home. I'm going to be mindful of me. As I'm the seed, so I must plant awareness to root understanding and death. Some with lost tracks bear the cool shoulders of a determined sun, weather blistered. From the lies that created bonds and binds, these can be detrimental to core of me, now rooted by three, is so damn lovely. Watching value grow like golden amber, wavy and spring hush. This life, now lush, breeze open to Mary's grace. Finally, I'm saving face with myself. No more projected derisions of another failure trying to objectify my worth. I build intrinsically, internally, most eccentrically, so I can evolve. Me, those I love, wish to guide from the wisdom this life is gifted through pleasure and pain. Now, with my <laughs> giggles, monster slave, healed to the vibration of ease. Don't come quickly or soft as rose petals. Truth is harsh, not unbearable, as I'm no longer shut down by my shaking nerves. My mind gels to this new understanding of mind, physicality. Here, they bruise me no more. As love of me is my work in humanity. Stripped of callous connections, planting myself universally, I'm connected. Under day glow trees, black lit skies, ingesting fungal reprieve, I got enlightened. I found the real me. Once lost, frightened, even surrounded, I'm alone no more. And me found was family united, vividly, once divided. Us and me for me, that has passed now. <laughs> we laugh. Love just as relentless, but never wrong. We have come from the fall all over myself. I did for some time. My failure is dying, and I got feet above six. And life opened to Rome. I'm finding me. I found my way home. Biker breathing in peace. <laughs> I love the line in there, and forgive me if I butcher it, but it was something like, truth hurts, but it's not unbearable. I love that. Yeah, truth, truth is harsh, you know, not it, unbearable. Yeah, yeah, that was what it was. That was awesome. You know, I love that piece because, you know, when you get right down to it, the only person in life, the most important person in your life is the one that's going to be taking your very last breath with you, and that's yourself. And so few of us pay attention to ourselves or put ourselves first like we should. You know, we can't be anything for anybody if we are not something for ourselves. And so that, that Damn right. I thought was awesome. Damn right. That is, that is my mantra. Nobody stops the I, but I. And exactly. I, I'm doing up that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my darling love, tell everyone how they can find you. Whisper in the wind. Send it in. Are you? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Facebook, if you're my friend. Otherwise, love you, Nyla. Have a great night. <laughs> Good night, sweetheart. Great job. 
Okay, our next caller comes from area code 850. 850, you are on the air. Hi, Ms. Nala, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, honey. How are you? I'm doing all right. Wondering how in the world I got second in line, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's a work. Good job to you. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> how y'all? You all, you been doing okay? Doing really well. Up to my elbows and alligators like always, but other than that, I'm great. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, uh, I am uh, rich. Of, uh, all my social media is Dead Society Poet. And I've been debating all day if I, if I was able to call in, which we've had some delay here in Galveston, so I am. Uh, I've been debating all day if I was going to read this one or not. Uh, kind of like, feel kind of like Oscar, Wall, Oscar Wilde in his wallpaper. I'm just, I'm still battling with it. But uh, <laughs> either it has to go where I do. Uh, I, I named this one In the Hands of the Wind. And uh, it's kind of one of those that I didn't really sit, I didn't really sit down to make it rhyme, but it started rhyming, so then I was stuck, and I went with it. And uh, I don't know. It... it it grew. It's a couple of stanzas longer than I thought it was going to be. It's not a, necessarily a hiccup like I normally do, but uh, but it's almost that. Uh, anyway, so this is called The Hands of the Wind. <clears throat> How you haunt, oh lady moon, might I have this dance before time bleeds us dry, stealing our chance? I locate myself amongst the souring green, so many ways to fall in the winter in these wintering dreams. Thunderous skies above have dissolved the sun, numbed into contentment, blind eyes to the over and done. But this flare for the dramatic and desire immense are dynamite in a dormant fountain, I swear, <laughs> meaning no offense. Owing, owing it all to love and this seeking of voice, but mounting yesterdays are leaving me no choice. Let the hands of the wind tie my ancestral shroud, and like the birds, my boundless brethren, I'll bore holes through every cloud. In peace. Wow. That was amazing. Okay. Yeah, I, I noticed that a common theme in a lot of your poems is you have the moon. You talk about the moon a lot in your poetry. And, you know, knowing, you know, you're out there on the river all the time and, you know, just imagining what it's like to be out there in the, you know, the, the quiet with nothing but the engine running and, and you know, the moon reflecting on the water. I imagine that's very inspiring for you. Okay. Um, are you familiar with the poet Christopher Poindexter? No. Okay. Not by he's, name. He's, okay. He's he's a social media. You know, he got pretty big on social media, and uh, I actually messaged with him this past week for the first time. And uh, one of the, you know, I've told you about reading Jim Harrison and uh, Bluebird by Bukowski and certain things that you know really made me 
start thinking about it and really ready me sit down and start working on it. But Christopher Poindexter is actually the the guy that the poet that that made me give it a try. And it was one poem that he has called Moonchild, and it's just a couple of lines. And it says, I could never be a morning person for the moon and I are far too much in love. And I was like, that is me. That is, dude, that is me. That is me. And uh, anyway, so, yeah, the uh, I know it's cliche a lot of times. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, but yes, I the the whole thing with the moon, you know, it's this beautiful light, but it's paying its love forward because it's reflecting it and all that. There's all kinds of there's there's all kinds of places. You you don't have to defend what inspires you to me. I love the moon as well. I get it. I know. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, well, thank you very much. Um, You're very welcome. I, uh, well, uh, let's see. I had the other one pulled up here, and my phone slipped in my hand, and I closed up that guy of the app. I okay. heard the radio uh, in the background when you started reading, yeah, and then I, I would have, hear a thump, and I could just picture you reading and reaching over and kicking your radio to try to shut it off. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've got I've got guys out on the deck, and the dock personnel are out there, and we've been waiting on a cargo inspector, and I think he just showed up. I think that's what the radio was, and then I had uh, someone try to call in the middle of that reading that. So I'm just like, good God, y'all! But uh, <laughs> damn it, wait, it's time for poetry. Yeah. Y'all can anyway, the uh, this is. Uh, Let's do this one. This is called Flame from a Dream. Shatter me to pieces with your long hug. Smother me softly in in blood and thorns as I borrow a prayer from the belly of the wind and its curtain of sour green boundaries. The sky is a window of the moon astride the river, a flame from a dream burning my night into ashes and molding my words like wax in another poem for you. And that is arguably the worst reading I've ever done. I was all out of whack on that. I have someone that keeps <laughs> trying to call me. I'm so sorry. Half of that was from memory. I'm so sorry. No, I, it was beautiful. So if you ever want to read that again, that's fine. But I thought it was beautiful, you know. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're sorry very welcome. Uh, Not There is actually no reason to apologize. That was beautiful. Well, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. I, I kind of, I don't know. I just fumbled it. But anyway, um, looking forward to hearing everybody's stuff as long as I can. And uh, uh, we're going to have to get this uh, Keystone Cops episode started here in a little bit. But y'all, uh, <laughs> everybody have a good one. Like I said, I'm all my social media is Dead Society Poet. And uh Y'all have a uh, y'all have a good evening. You as well, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Thank you, man. I'll be home next time, so I won't have all this distraction. 
No, it's fine. You're fine. I'm just glad you're here. Okay. I don't care. You could have people, you know, Dallas cheerleaders on your deck, and I'd be fine with it. <laughs> All right, Rich. We'll talk All to you next right, week, love. Bye, Nala. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Just keep an eye on you guys down at the bottom. Our next caller, 702. You are on the air. Lila. Jimmy. Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist in the house. Halloween is over. My spooktacular has ended. We move forward. And uh, very excited to be here with you tonight, Nyla. I'm excited to have you here. Kind of sad to see the, the spooky stuff end, but, you know. Well, you know, I'll throw one out now and then just for you. I know. Uh, Thank you. So I brought you two uh, new pieces. I'm going to give a, a short preamble to the second one, so I'm going to launch into the first one. Now, first one, I specifically chose a shorter piece. We do have callers waiting. The line, the, all the lights are lit up, you said, there on the uh, switchboard, so we want to get this rolling. Um, this first one is, uh, oh, by the way, I have a list up of new poems because I have been writing even during the spooktacular, so... Get over there when you can, Nyla, and vote for your favorite titles, and top top votes will get made and posted first. And both of these are on the list tonight. The first one is called Exactly, in quotes. So you can picture the title. All right, Exactly. I watched you watching me as you walked by. Bounty of your hair like corn silk under a yellow sun sky. I remember dancing with you at the fair, your lips pressed to mine. Honeysuckle raspberry like the finest vintage wine. Is something wrong, you ask, as I blink and focus? Uh, just remembering us, I say, and look away. Um... But we've never met, matter-of-factly. I look into the pools of your eyes and say one word. Exactly. In peace. <laughs> I really love that one. Well, thank you. Thank you kindly. Thank I don't know what else. I really is. love I that one. Um, a, a, a shorter piece, but yeah, I, I just inspiration strikes, and I just imagine this. A lot of times, uh, pieces I write will just be maybe a person that I see on the street, or, or, or something will trigger it, and then I'll just get the scenario in my head, and I was picturing this guy just looking at this woman like he had, and this whole like history between them had played out, even though he'd have actually never met her. So that's where that came from. Um, I, I think you remember before the spectacular started, I read a couple of pieces on the show here that were of the first part and then a, uh, I just spilled my drink real nice. Word machine is losing it over here, Nyla. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'll clean it up later. Goodness. Um, but I read a couple of pieces and the first one was Hey Lindsay Girl and that was followed up by the sequel Hey Davy Boy. I think you remember yes. those. And uh, for anybody listening that did not get to read those. It's kind of important that you have at least the general story before I read this finale to the trilogy, the Davy Lindsay trilogy. And uh, 
So, Nyla, would you like to recap those, or should I go ahead? Go ahead, because I don't want to get it. I don't. I don't want to mess them up and have you send me an email saying calling me a brat I, again. I, I know. I know you remember. But um, so, uh, hey, Lindsay girl was was this man Davy who was talking about. He was making this plea to Lindsay, this girl that he knew, and they, they were both orphans, and, and talking about all the fun stuff they did. And she was bl- a blind girl, and he helped her drive, and all this fun stuff they did. And then she was uh, adopted by a family, and, and promised that she would write to him, and she never did. And thirty years have gone by, and. Davy never left the orphanage. He never got adopted. When he turned 18, they employed him as janitor there, and he took him up on their offer because he had nowhere else to go. So he's got free room and board and meals, and and uh, and he works uh, for the plan. He's been doing it for 30 years. And never heard from her, and he's just wondering what happened. And when I reposted that's an old, old piece, uh, a lot of folks were asking for a sequel, to asking what happened to Lindsay they wanted to know. So I wrote, hey, Davy boy, in that, in that one. It's Lindsay's account of why she couldn't write to him. And we found out um, rather tragically that uh, the folks that adopted her were not very nice people. And they had been keeping her a prisoner all this time, all 30 years. She tried to write letters. They threw the letters away. Uh, eventually she buried some letters in the field. She, she found enough time away to do that just on this off chance. And it basically ends with her not in good health and thinking that she's probably going to die soon and, and just lamenting the fact that she never got uh, got back to Davy, and uh, so I knew I had to write a, 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 at least a third and final piece, which I finally did. And so now the story will be wrapped up. And I know you're a little worried, Nyla, because you remember um, some of my tragic ends, especially Blueberry. And it yeah. probably doesn't help that this this uh, poem is called Blackberry Child. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to let you know exactly the fate of. Lindsay and Davy. It's called Blackberry Child. <clears throat> Walking up the long driveway to the ramshackle farmhouse, Davy thought of his escapade, rummaging through records in the same orphanage that made sure his bills were paid. For he knew in his heart there'd be little chance that Lindsay would still be around, take a gamble that Mr. Beck might know if she was living somewhere in town. Knocking on the door, hoping against hope, a love-struck man at the end of his frail rope. Mr. Beck opened the door, a large man with a frown and an axe to grind. Listened to Davy's request, shook his head, while Lydia stood quietly behind. Oh, I'm sorry, mister, but she left here long ago. Didn't leave no forward address or even bother to let us know. What a slap in the head after all we'd done for her. Far as I know, she could be as far away as Pittsburgh. Davy thanked the man, walked back down the road, not sure, not sure just how to feel. Glancing to his left, something caught his eye. Out of the tobacco field. Drinking down at Coast Dam's, nursing a cold beer, thinking at least he tried. Then he remembered, sharp as a blade, the waver in Jack Beck's eyes. Stealing like a thief back to the Beck farm, to that field and the crooked cross, just like the ones Lindsay used to craft for critters whose lives had been lost. 
Then, light in hand, Davy scanned the earth to find out what had been buried. His tears almost came as he saw the sketch there, a faded drawing of blackberries. Hands digging hard, finding her letters, reading with tears in his eyes, resolving to save his one true love and knowing he had to be quiet. Wrapping his shirt around his fist, breaking the glass, fighting the tears, Lindsay's hollow eyes lit up like diamonds, knowing finally her Davy boy was here. Bleeding through the window, never looking back, Lindsay so weak she nearly tripped, running for the field, never giving yield until they heard a Colt revolver click. Now, hold on there. Where do you think y'all going? Now, now you best get on back here before I shoot you both dead and bury you with all those letters. That's right, girl. We knew what you was doing all along. Just figured nobody come looking for your worthless ass. Now, come on over here real slow-like. Davy and Lindsay approached, silent, with no words to say not knowing if crazy Jack Beck would hesitate to blow them away. As soon as they got close enough, Davy lunged for the gun. Turning, he screamed out to her, Run, Lindsay girl! For God's sake, run! Lindsay ran, not looking back. And then, gunshot. Hey, poem. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I couldn't do that to you. Lindsay ran, not looking back. And then, gunshot. Five years later, the couple looks on at the beautiful life they've made. A picnic in the backyard with their daughter in the shade. Davy holds Lindsay's hand dark past, now thankfully buried, gazing at their beautiful child, whom they've lovingly nicknamed Blackberry and Poem. Nobody died. Oh, except for the asshole. That is a happy ending. I know you made it a happy ending for me. You had to give me one, didn't you? If, if, well, well that's our, that's, that'll be our story. We'll stick to it. Um, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, you know, I, I, it's so funny because when I write these, Blueberry, any any poems like that, um, Angels Cried Above, another one from way back that ends not so nicely. Um, I never really have it in my head starting out to like, okay, this is going to happen to this character. This, um, I kind of let it unfold as I write, and, and I, I really um, – it's kind of hard to explain. I think you'll understand, and, and a lot of writers who, who really get inside of the words that they write will understand. I really got, I really developed quite an affinity for both of these characters. So I wanted them to make it. You know, I didn't know if it was going to turn out that way, but I wanted them to. And I wanted it to be done in a plausible, you know, suspenseful, but but a way that we could go, okay, that actually could happen. And um, that's what that's what came out. Well, I think you did a fantastic job on it, and I, for one, love the ending. 
Well, thank you very much. I almost added to the ending where they were going to take Blackberry to go visit a little girl named Blueberry. And I thought, now, you know, that's just going to get too crazy. Huh? <laughs> of course, it would, would have been it would have been before Blueberry's demise, and that's why I couldn't do that to you. So we left Blueberry out of it. <laughs> uh, oh, well, wait, wait till Petunia comes into the picture. <laughs> with the uh, um, with the uh, with your favorite squash, what is it again? <laughs> Butternut. <laughs> Come on, I haven't said that in a long time. Not butternut a, squash. So much. Butternut squash. My little butternut squash. Let's keep it rolling and get some poets on here. Uh, I am Jimmy Ray Davis. I can be found on Instagram and TikTok under the name Word Machinist. My Facebook page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Thank you again, Nyla, so much. Always a pleasure. I appreciate you, and I love you, and I want you to have a good night. You as well, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Great job tonight. And thank you for that. Time. You got it. Sure <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 731. 731, you are on the air. Hi, this is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. Hello, my love. I, I have questions for you. Okay. Two questions. Mm-hmm. Will you go on your trips to dig up bones? What? What's? What? Where is that? What state? What town? Where? Do you, where do you go do that? Just curious. I go over into well Utah and Wyoming. I traipse around there quite a bit. But here locally, I go. It's about six and a half hours away from here, up into the high desert in Oregon, over near mm-hmm. Burns. Yeah. All right. When did you start doing that? What year? Oh, geez whiz. Start going over there. Time, right? Yeah. When did you start going out and digging out bones in the desert? When did you start doing that? I don't have a timeline for it. Just one day you were talking about it, and I didn't know when it started. <laughs> Five years, I have all kinds of secrets from you guys that you don't know about. I've been doing this for about yeah, 10 yeah. years. Ten years. Okay, so ten years ago it was Wyoming and, and Utah, correct? Yeah, Oregon. Yeah, or running. Actually, I started out running over into Oregon and then Utah and Wyoming. And but I've been doing this. Okay. I've been doing this since I was a little kid, you know. But I started taking off on my trips about ten years ago. Short ones, and they've been progressively getting longer, as you guys have noticed when Christopher's been here for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. I've done some research now. All right. Research is over. Let's do poetry. Um, moon. This was talking about the moon. I have a friend that writes poetry about the moon. Her name is Dahlia Ramon. She wrote a poem just the other day. So since Rich brought that up, I went and pulled up Dahlia's poem. Dahlia Ramon. Uh huh. Her her poem is called "By Way of the Amber Moon." If color was a language, and my grace whispered to the moon, were that she answered in shades of amber. Oh, to feel her healing essence radiate through my well-crafted cocoon, to the core of my heart, in dreams I dare not utter. 
long tethered by history, dormant in the shadows. The moon, with a simple brushstroke of warm hues, could wash over my well of nostalgic reverie that I might discover a rebirth of trust. Newly emboldened, my heart could fly to breath its truth once more. In poem. That was beautiful. She's an awesome writer. She is. She's very much is. Yes. Her uh, her blog there. She's. It's on the. Uh, you can find her DahliaRamon dot com. Dahlia Ramon is one word. Mm-hmm. That's her word word press site. Very there cool. You had it. Mm-hmm. And um, my other poem. It's it's a. Uh, can you believe it's November? Oh, I can't I cannot. believe it's November. No one can believe it's November. Every year it's the same way, and daylight savings time is going to end, and and Halloween's over, and everything changes, and 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 it's Thanksgiving month. Why don't we just say, "I'm so happy it's Thanksgiving month." I'm going to say it. I'll say it for everybody. Thanksgiving month, y'all. I have a Thanksgiving <laughs> sonnet. I wrote this. I wrote this in 2010. Now, this is one of those wordplay things where there's 14 lines and, you know, you got to rhyme a sonnet, A, B, A, B, blah, blah, blah. There's only two rhyming words in the whole thing, okay? Sometimes I like to do this. Sometimes I do it with just one. People say, that's not fair. Fair, you've violated the tenets. So, anyway. Thanksgiving Sonnet is entitled Thanksgiving Sonnet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Take my hat off. Here we go. Thanksgiving Sonnet by Michael Todd. I'd do anything for a turkey spread. Chicken or duck is just not a win-win. Giving thanks year to year, a common thread. No finer tradition has ever there been. Hating turkeys live season and sense of dread. Not all are served. Keep a stiff lower chin. May not be Tom, but another instead, but odds are it will, much to his chagrin. Sit at the table, look toward the head. Time to say grace. Let the feast begin. Dishes passed around, except for the bread. What is left on the platter, pass it again. Happy Thanksgiving to friends next of kin. We hope you enjoyed your stay at the end. In peace. I love that one. You know, I'm going to have to uh, play it again on Thanksgiving. Okay. All right. I think I have one or two of the Thanksgiving things somewhere. I can just dig them out. I was doing such a good job of finding all my old poems and stories from MySpace and printing them off and everything. 
And I got up to like 50, and then I realized there were a 1,000 to go, and I just kind of lost my zeal. Like, <laughs> well, there's something here for the children. Anyway. You know what time it is? I'm not going to say it. It's time, it's time for this amazing poet to say he's an amazing poet. Time for Michael Todd to step aside and make room for the real poets. That's exactly what time it is. If y'all want to find me, you can find me on my Blogspot page. That's MikeTodd.blogspot.com. And Mike is spelled M-Y-K-E. So if y'all want to come hang out, that would be absolutely lovely. Thank you so much, Michael. You did a fantastic job tonight, and I loved them both. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon, love. Great poem he picked out by Dahlia. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 848848. You are on the air. Hello, Miss Nyla. <laughs> Hello, Anna. <laughs> I'm staying here. You know what? It's intuition because I started getting all sweaty and nervous. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I bet I'm next. <laughs> 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 but th- but there's a there's a really good reason why I'm nervous tonight, and I have to say, because uh, I'm going to try to make it really quick, because I know that you said that it's it's really full. Um, two pieces that I'm reading tonight, they're not just mine. So, they were written with, um, uh, you know, I should have asked her if I could say her actual name. <laughs> because she's a very dear friend of mine. So I'm not, I'm not going to give the total mystery away, but her page name on Facebook, she goes by the name of Shay. And um, never write with someone that it just clicks and it's magic. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she's that person, and she's become a very, 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 more than a friend, family. She's like Jimmy and Lola to me. I consider her my family. So I, I uh, picked two tonight with her permission uh, to collabs for me to read. But I'm laughing because uh, I, I like to write everything. I'm kind of a wild card. I don't have any rhyme or reason, no pun intended. And for good, good uh, this one might get someone hot under the collar. That's your hint. Okay, I'm ready Yeah (laughs) Oh God Okay, so (laughs) I can't believe She's going to sit there She's like, just get it girl Go ahead, read it I know her I can hear her in my head right now Um, So the title of this one is called Peggy Tennant (laughs) She'd been waiting all week Even concocting more sins With each embellished indiscretion More excitement set in would she be made to pray, recite in veiled contrition, reciting good book pages, and Hail Mary repetition? Every sanctified word whispered, making her insides twist with pleasure. Charming her, the naughty woman, creating his ruler for good measure. Though father was curt in reply, she sensed a note askew. Something in his tone of voice, slightly different, something new. This may not be Father Three-Piece, but Father Time instead. 
not the exotic-mouthed young man she dreamt up in her head. Holy Mother, follow Chelios. These thoughts were not for you. Desperate for a quick escape, she slips out and bids adieu. And poem. Wow. And that, so that's you you writing that and her writing it and both of you doing your little bits? Uh-huh. That you guys did really, really well because, you know, I'm sitting there. Usually you can tell, you know, when a difference in writing style. Yes. So I was, I was trying to pick that up, and I couldn't pick that up in there. Yay. I couldn't, I couldn't pick up where the breaks were, so that, that's really good. It flowed Thank very well. You. That'll make very her very, welcome. very happy. <laughs> and, uh, well, hopefully yeah. sometime you can get her to call in with you, and you can read, and I can unmute you both at the same time, and you can read your part, and she can read her part. Listen, I'm trying so hard because her voice, she, she's, I know right now she's listening, and she's going to yell at me, but her voice is like, oh, my God. It's like satin it would be like absolute magic over the radio her voice is just uh, addicting she's a beautiful tone mm-hmm. well, we would love to yeah, have I'm... her on sometimes so let's keep encouraging her letting her know that i mean we just hang out here and we have fun there's there's no pretentiousness there's no egos there's it's just you know it's uh, an amazing fellowship here so, it is you know, hopefully you still feel comfortable to call in. I'm, I'm going to try like hell. I'm just going to keep writing with her, and then I'm going to keep nagging at her to come read with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do to her. <laughs> She's going to message me afterwards and be like, damn you. <laughs> We're both from Jersey, so in the writing community, that's how we kind of hooked up. We got the um, reputation of being the Jersey girl. <laughs> and it kind well, of that's sucks. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, the next one is shorter, and it's called Smoking Nun. And it, it was funny about this one. When we posted it, we did a, uh, on our stories, we posted it, and we put the song Sister Christian with the poem. <laughs> and it was perfect. <laughs> um, Forgive me, Father, for I'm about to sin. She came to him wearing little more than a grin. The succulent Burman honey-drenched lips, the sultry swain of voluptuous hips. Walking sin, this child's lost her way. Under the cloth, just a man about to go astray. He stands at the altar, lust before him on her knees. Moist tongue wanting of his sacrament, emerald eyes begging please. What blasphemy is this? Your knees are there to pray. Jezebel, get up, reciting scripture on the play. Sister Christian has struck again, invading his dreams. Half naked, soaked in sweat, Lord forgive me, he screams. End poem. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's great. You guys did awesome on that. I can see the song going very well with it, too. Right? <laughs> you know, it was, it was, that was funny, too, because that was a late night, right? Here we are at, like, Midnight, one in the morning, my family's asleep, and we're, like, going back and forth and, you know, making jokes and laughing. Because I was, you know, a Catholic girl, and I went to church. And, listen, if I sat there and said there wasn't a priest I found hot, I'd be lying. So, 
<laughs> the things humans don't like discussing because it's so uncomfortable. But yeah, so that 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 poem got tossed in there, and uh, yeah, so I hope she's proud, and I hope I did it justice because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure she's thrilled. You did fantastic on both of those. Oh, thank you. I love you. <laughs> and you guys did a great job writing together. I can't wait to hear more. I can't wait to hear more of, of oh, you, of course, but I'm excited for you to, you know, finally bully and intimidate her onto the show. I'm going to try like hell because she, the characters that she can develop are insane. She's an, She's an amazing writer, but... Yeah, you can find her, her, her uh, Facebook. She's under Shay, but if you just type in S-H-E, it's harder to find her. It's an S-H with, um, she's going to kill me for this, I guess like a hyphen on the top of the E or, or something. She'll, she'll come up. And, um, and my page is uh, lost in the background. So, yeah, that's where you can find us both. But I'm definitely going to um, nag at her and... Uh, we're working. We've been working on another one for months that we haven't done. <laughs> so hopefully we can get that one done. Let's, let's just it, let's but. say we're going to encourage her aggressively. Um, um, that sounds so much better. <laughs> you know, we're going to yeah, encourage her aggressively. <laughs> I would enjoy that. Yeah, she's awesome. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay! See that? I read two, like, not like totally naughty, risque ones, but, you know. <laughs> they like were surprises. great. I loved them. Yep. I do. I love surprises. I like kind of switching it up a bit, you know? So, yeah. But thank you, my dear. It's always a pleasure to hear your beautiful voice. <laughs> well, thank you, honey. It's great having <laughs> you on. I so are we going to go ahead? No, last week was just, you know, you ever just have a rough week and I really wanted to, and it was just like, I can't. <laughs> I was in bed really, really early. But, yeah, I'm trying not to miss out so much anymore. I have lost weeks all the time. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> We're allowed to be human. As long as yes, I don't get lost are. on Thursdays and y'all are okay. Well, right now my poor son has an ear infection and strep throat. Oh, no. And on top of it, he's on the spectrum, so he has sensory issues. So the medication he's on, he puked it up yesterday, and I had to get a different one. So my house right now is a bag of fun, let me tell you. <laughs> well, wait wait till everyone's asleep and the real fun can start. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a wonderful night, my dear. Thank you, sweetheart, and we will talk to you next week. Give your boy a hug for us. I will. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye, hon. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 937. That's going to be followed by 419, and they're followed by 832. So 937, you are on the air. Hello, Miss Ma'am. Hello. Did you hear it? I did. I get to follow... uh... Miss Anna, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with that. <laughs> you are going to be great. So I've got two, and I'm actually going to be reading from um, my book because it yesterday was the one-year anniversary since I published my first book, baby. So I figured it would be good wow. to read that. 
from that this week. Yeah. So very proud of it because it took a long time to write. So. Fingers interlaced under shadowed moons. Fervent whispers in the tone of dreams lit up a gray sky like casting diamond runes. Your mouth brimming with adventure stories not yet written. Kiss our way across the world, satin midnights in idyllic towns. Bodies in scandalous display where glistening sweat lends its shine to shy stars. Every tale exploded on my skin, gasping in delicate webs, slyly beguiled your romancer's tongue, busy spinning plush yarns. And I, so naively enthralled, didn't realize the wool was moth-eaten in peace. Wow. That was, that was beautiful. That was, like, beyond beautiful. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. You are going to read two, right? Yes, I will read two. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I dare to trespass across your skin. Dare to delight in this brazen divinity, the heavens and starlight on your lips. Flows into parched veins, kindled sparks and flame, twists my insides, elicit all I've been forbidden to dream when with you all seems, all fiends within hungry grass, worship moans unfettered, clenched fingers entrapped in cotton bonds, this is my church. Where prayer is ridden on twisted hips, it's a body unleashed as my soul sings for you. You capture me, heat trembled, voracious need for us to crash all over again. And peace. That was amazingly beautiful, sensual, erotic, disperfect. That was amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, that's my book has three different sections, and um, uh, the first one I read was from the first one, which is like the uh, the dark ouchy pain section and then um, the last section is obviously the spicy section. Well, you do spicy very well. Thank you. I'm I'm doing kind of the same thing with my my next book. I'm working on it if I can ever get it to format correctly because Amazon sucks. Um, But uh, um, it's going to kind of follow the same format. So that's because but I'll be asked my one-year book baby anniversary, so I wanted to give it a shout-out. <laughs> well, if you have the link to where that's available, make sure you post it on my page so people can find it. Okay, will do. Yeah, that would be cool. Awesomeness. All right, sweet. Hey, did you hear me play your track at the beginning? I did. I hate hearing my own voice, though. Like, thank you. I appreciate it. I just, I hate hearing my own voice. I think I told... Thank um, you. Thank you, Nyla, I, but what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was, we were chatting, uh, me, Anna, and Jimmy have a little chat going on, and I told, uh, I think I told Anna, I sound like I'm, I'm 10 packs away from being a, a old gram, chain-smoking grandma on a trailer park with a tube top and my, my titties hanging to my knees. Like, then she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you. I'm like, I know. Oh, that's so funny. 
No, I thought it was beautiful. Mm. I'm going to probably pull them, though, and I'm going to up the volume on them for you and then reload them up because it was kind of kind of hard to hear. But the, I, didn't, the, I didn't redo them, too, if that would help. Did you hear it? Well, when I, I played think. it, did you hear it kind of muffled? Or was I that just on my now. end? No, yeah. no, it was definitely like, yeah. Um, but I've got a, I've see, got a I program can... where I can just pop them on there and just amplify the volume and stuff. So they're fine. I mean, okay. they sound great. I just want to make sure that they can, they're not, they're the volume. I mean, I had them turned up all the way and they were kind of low. So I just want to make I sure find that it they hysterical can be that, I find it hysterical that they were quiet because I am loud and obnoxious in real life. So I find that <laughs> I'll be ironic. That's funny. No. All right, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Tell everyone again how to find you on Facebook. All right. I am Lola Lawrence, and you can find me at um, my old page, which is Stirring the Soul, my new page, which is Soul Collisions by Lola Lawrence. Um, I am also on Instagram and TikTok under Lola Lawrence 0507. And if anybody is interested, my book is on Amazon. Um, it's called Alchemy in the Dark. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, great job, and we will talk to you next week. All right, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, hon. Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, are you with Irma me? Gersh, Irma Gersh. Yes, who I brought to dinner with me. Who? My sister. Is she no, on the line with you? Sister. I'm not just your sister. I'm not Liz, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my love, my love, my love. <laughs> we are going to do a piece together that does not even have a title. Wait, wait a minute. Okay, I need to wrap my brain around this. Okay, I'm there. <laughs> okay, so Rebel has an untitled piece that I don't know if I can find a title for, but I can definitely collab with him. So that's why we're here together. He is my poetry over tonight at the Speakeasy Cafe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brother <laughs> <laughs> Keith Jones in the building with his sister, Gina Storm. Let's go for the first A-K-A-D-D. ever collab. We have never done one of these. We have never as long done as we've been known each other, we have never collapsed. <laughs> That's crazy. I was like, let's fix that tonight. <laughs> yeah. And there'll be more stuff to come in the future, too. Absolutely. I'm ready. I'm just, I'm just sitting here with my popcorn out and my feet are up, and I'm good. <laughs> So, All right, then. You know, that's on you, Rebel. Please do excuse the discrepancy in my current manner, but I'm returning from my hiatus of being who you thought you was doing. In my absence, I hooked out a bit on my ego, but I'm back to being Bruce Banner. And uh, I'm not a fan of the dazzling or what's currently considered spectacular. And in fact, I'm on high alert to what y'all consider worthy of your mind, ears, or dollars. And most of y'all these days consider talented. Days of deception, how many aspects of your life are getting spammed and scammed in. I wrote this in the car in the darkness 
when the shadow of the wind blew through me through an open window, and that is when it used my pen. Guess what? A storm is on its way. I looked down from behind the driver's seat, blunt and mouth, and the pen still wrote. The voice of a little black bird on my car hood whispering telepathically messages that requested me to write letters to humanity. And in just a mere minutes, I wrote this untitled poem of self that began in stages of ignorance and innocence until I became a forest of wisdom through lifetimes of living and all its lessons for everything there is time for. There is ex- it's time for its existence. I Ghost write this content on ghost white paper in invisible ink. There will be questions one day about the words that I speak, right thinking that I eat. I find myself captivated and captured just the same as I begin to look at everything and I can see the link outside of http.com. It's always in the ink. The link between the moments, the link between the stars, it's in our DNA. The link between the dreams and the healings of our scars, the link to who and what we we really are, a simulation or an avatar. Sorry about the break in the topic of us, we, people, us, humans, or whatever the argument in these days about our being and how it's the mistakes of God. There's a resemblance, a connectedness if you take a closer study and on that treacherous journey you'll find out who you truly are. Or as I promise this because I'm currently I'm on the path as I travel on and as I leave the past written on dispersing glass, turning grains of sand that blow into the winds that lead into the present and to the past. A storm is here. And when the song arrived, I know I survived because it's not about destruction. It's about cleansing. I'm clearing the past. See, I know that everything that happened before is just that, the past. But I'm living in the current. I'm looking forward to the future. And what I see is people like Rebel P and myself who are doing we ought to. I may be the storm and the black bird that he spoke of, where I need you to know that we don't need anybody to give us an introduction. See, he is a rebel by all of his totality, and I am the storm that you should not be afraid of. Just embrace me and know that everything that we bring to the mic is what we needed to because this was always our due. I didn't even realize that he had wrote a piece that had something about a storm in it until he released, and I heard it previously, and all I could think was, he's got me. That's my brother from another mother. You're my sister from another mister. And all I can say to you now that on this night in the Speakeasy Cafe is, he may have a title for the piece, but you better trust and believe that this was a collaboration for the first time ever between Rebel P. Jones and Gina Storm. And this is what we do with an average or the norm. We're spectacular, and we do whatever we feel that comes to us. I gave this to you off the dome. He wrote his previously, but that's okay because he's still my brother. And I love him to infinity and peace. Oh, <laughs> that made me so happy. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. 
very. <laughs> oh, Nyla, we had never done that. And I was thinking, you know, how is it going to go off? <laughs> I was curious, too, but I was like, fuck it, it's going to happen. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the rehearsal, it's the show. <laughs> no, you guys seem awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Played really well off of each other. Thank you. Thank you. Well, will you want to do another one so you. we can get two pieces in? Bang. I ain't never scared. Not never. Never. And <laughs> God dang it, Clarence, if you listening, I hope you like this shit, son. Dilated people. Yo, I'm sitting here more than half-baked, Johnny Cage, shades and pitch black, writing by candlelight, face blazed, eyes red, stuck and zoned out, space staring, stargazing, lost in intelligent thought, deeper than most, though. A whole audience of ancient scholars and teachers, I host philosophical conferences and talks on astral travels where I receive feedback on my unique thought processes. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me polish this shit up. Drinks of caffeine mixed up with sativa and wisdom with Yoda, Yahweh, and Jesus. This just got interesting. I think I'll stay. The voice of my grandma peacefully resting by my side as she whispered in the ear of my heart side. You're learning and teaching these days, so you're making good with your second chance at life. A tear falls like a pure diamond on the eyes with this thought definition of dilated. To become wider, larger, wide open, I started seeing signs. And hearing background talking about the Christ and all men, women and children alike. I hear it no matter where I seem to be going. Man, one day, the brightest blinded light shined in an instant right in my mind's eye. And I couldn't stop writing the words here that I am currently writing as they divinely float through my thoughts. as this pain and passion, straight anxiety, sin vomiting out of me with what justifies after being touched by Holy Ghost. This is what that must have felt like. And I can only imagine yelling out, I am just a wretch, unworthy of saving so. Why save a soul like me? My throat started tightening and my mind expanded until my brain began aching painfully as if to make room for the biggest voice ever to enter my mind space. The madness I felt in the moment, I almost couldn't stand it. But I started hearing wisdom from my internal self. Same voice saying, it is now it's time to need to start, need to stand up and start truly Standing up for what I believe in and start loving myself again. And as it seemed at some point, I lost my way. And I'll say, I almost went so dark. The devil was close enough to whisper to me, your soul is mine. Close enough to reach out and touch me. But instead, I got this gifted by God for sure. This powerful, fantastic, amazing, spoken, written, wrote in words. And somehow, it just seemed to flow effortlessly from some fountain of words that lives within me and when shared with the world. For you that are dilated too, mentally and spiritually, this is for that church, and that church is you. And when gathered together to eat the food that is promised to produce food into you, to pass over and share with those that are where you once were. We are the movement. You know the Savior that we were all waiting for. And when you feel it, it's hard to ignore. So now it's my duty to find out where my faith is and restore it once more. For me and God, we have been here in this place together before. All I can say is about his reality is that I am a Christian, so I believe in the divinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that he spoke of, because that is not a ghost. 
I'm going to tell you why this works for us, because he doesn't always understand what it is that he says. But even if it's not from the scripture, it's still from within. And his heart always based in family first. And sometimes God comes next. And whatever comes after that is usually poetry. And that comes from him and me and it's part of divinity. We may not believe that our voices are going to be scripture or that people are going to stand in our midst and feel like they've been preached to. No, we're not trying to do that. We're just trying to let you know that we go through things every single day, and this is how we flow. The reality is that Rebel P is in touch with who he actually has to be. I remember one time he told me the story about how Rebel Jr. decided that he had already chosen his mother and his father. All I could say was from the mouths of babes. And I don't know what scripture that comes from, but I know all of my days that all I've been able to do is listen to children because I speak rugrat, just like it's another language. The thing about me is I understand and appreciate the fact that children don't know where the words come from. They just know where they're at. And when they're living in that space, in that time, in that place, then it all comes together. And this is why me and Rebel don't have any time to waste. The thing that we do is to make sure that all of you understand and appreciate that our gift is God-given, and that's how we give it to you. Peace. That was beautiful. You guys need to make a habit of this. Yeah, we never did it. Nyla, this is the first time ever. <laughs> well, you know, the first time's always the messiest, crazy. right? My life is super crazy, so it's not generally where I have time to sit down and collaborate with somebody. So this was a real treat for me, too. Thank you, sis. You're welcome, bro. This is what we have to do because I love you as a poet, and you love me the same way. So all I could think was, I don't know why we had never done it. <laughs> right. Let's go. <laughs> right. Well, I am uh, glad you shared it on here, you guys. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That you I actually just um, did that last verse I just did. That's actually um, part of a bigger piece that um, Clarence and I are putting together. Oh, really? I miss him. He hasn't been on for a while. Yeah, Double 34 Music is our big brother, and he basically is the boss of us because I'm his little sister, Didi, and Robo's his little brother, and we do what we do with him because... He might have any cricket, really. Absolutely. When he goes in the lab... We don't know what to expect. We're just happy to hear it. If I was going to rob a bank, I'd probably confess to him first. Like, this is weird. Like, bro, should I do it? Like, what's the best move, man? Do not set it off. I promise you, do not set it off. I promise. If you try to set it off, then this is going to be, um, I promise you, dead presidents. I'm in. You don't even have to give me the blueprint or the outline. Let's go. <laughs> That's funny. All right, you guys. Thank you for doing your amazing collaborations here on the show. It was just freaking awesome. Thank you for waking up today. Thank you for waking up today. 
<laughs> Thank you for noticing I woke up today. Yes, indeed. We'd be quite lonely on the show without you. Absolutely. I mean, we can <laughs> do it no without you. Phone, not then the what same. would you do? It's just not the same. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you're not available. And we love Christopher, but the reality is we need you, Nyla. Um, you can find Rebel P. Jones on his Facebook and TikTok, which are blowing up. So, yeah. Rebel, tell them everything they need to know so they can find you on social media. Uh, Rebel P. Jones on TikTok and just plain old Rebel Jones on Facebook. And you can find all my past content, which I actually like better than my newest stuff, on YouTube, where it's just my voice on there and no music. Um, and that's poetry by the Rebel P. Jones, Mad Mad Productions. And, of course, Thursday nights with Nyla. I wouldn't miss it. No, oh, no I would mind. be very I might upset. Have to miss it next week. I might have to miss it next week, actually. But um, other than that time, I, w- I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> Priceless. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you. This was so much fun. And Gina, you can find oh, her all over the internet. Right. You and can find Facebook Gina with the knees. For a while, but not too much. <laughs> right. Gina with the knees. Club so much Google me weather. Wherever this poetry, you can find me. But catch me here next Thursday. Because I'll be here for every Thursday for the remainder of the year. I am not just a fan or a poet. I'm also a sponsor. And I would encourage you all to be too. Because her um her year broadcast is about to end. She's going to need all the support that she can get. I will promote you heavily and highly as I always do, sis. I love you. One love, one mic. You too, Rebel. Love you guys. Thank you for waking up today. Good night. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you next week. You're welcome. Mm. I'll see you next week even if Rebel doesn't. (laughs) Okay. Deal. (laughs) All right. Okay, you guys, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. No, 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 no touchy, touchy. No, no poking the bear. <laughs> do, do it. I am so poking the bear. Not only am I poking the bear, but I'm getting into the freezer and stealing his uncrustable sandwiches. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll I tell you straight off, um, this soldier blue, by the way, um, and that that first uh, first line that you handed out this evening, I wouldn't. I, I'm thinking about it, but I got to leave it alone for for right now. Which one? Oh, the first uh, one. God said you yeah. could have this land. Or yeah, your land? Yeah, God said I could have yeah, your land. Because 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 right now where where my mind is at, I wouldn't be able to say anything but cuss words. And I you know, wanna I don't like doing that because you know, obviously that's that's a an immediate uh means of someone flipping the switch and just not listening at all. And the reason I have to I, I I'm you know, right? I should say where because why I have that sense of presence at the moment is because um, 
I just was in one of the books that I'm reading, um, the, the lady uh, attaches a lot of footnotes. And uh, because it is to do with Native culture, I read every footnote that, that comes across. Most of them I know already, but like this one, I had absolutely no clue. And that is that there was a camp, one of the uh, the Japanese um, American camps. internment camps, uh, uh, for for that second, uh, obviously for the second half of World War II, and I believe it was called Post on War Camp Number Two. And at the end of the uh, World War II, somehow through promises given for land and, you know, farming equipment and so forth, some of our people landed in there. Yeah. You bastards. Yeah. So that plus the fact that I was listening to a lot of people uh, uh, reacting to the song by uh, Midnight Oil, Beds Are Burning. I promise you, you do not want me writing on that right now until I can smooth things down to to where it's the hot embers, but not the the raging flames. Because I couldn't, I couldn't, I I would not be coherent at this point with, if I tried to write something on that. And I'm going to, and, and with that in mind of in regards to the footnote, I am definitely going to be looking into, you know, uh, or I should say researching that because she does also give at that same place uh, within that footnote, uh, some place that you can go to, you know, to find out more about it, which is something else that I've been thoroughly enjoying about this lady uh, who is the editor for this particular book. The book is called How We Go Home, and it is edited by a lady by the name of Sarah Sinclair, and she herself is native, is, uh, uh, I believe, uh, Cree, uh, a northern Cree up there in uh, in uh, Canada. Um, so I am, like I say, I am thoroughly enjoying that book. But that one, that one, it was one of those things where you know you're walking around the corner, and all of a sudden it just kind of slaps you upside the head, and it's like, wait, wait, hold on now. Yeah, what? Oh, yeah, hold, hold up now. What? What was that? So, like I say, I, I got a. I'm going to let that one cool down for a minute. But uh, this uh, this piece that I have for this evening is um, it's kind of written between modern times and uh, a, a sense of the story. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to say it right now, not these stories, but a sense of the stories of uh, of what we of uh, kind of like some spirit beings that we call thunder beings. And so, like I say, not, again, not these stories, but just a sense of those kinds of stories. Thunders, graffiti written on the sky. Thunder beings line the high ridge of the hills. Phonim basi. Hailstones tattoo the earth with dull strike sound. Shadows seen in the distance, almost touching the ground. 
It is a time of dreaming, painted lightning, Pichuom, messages, stories to be told, sacred directions, old bones, Wamom Shithin. The ancestors rise, arrive with the breath of wind as the fire is warm to tell us of the hills, behind the hills, the maps of journeys, no one's papers, scar of days gone by. They say we will be seen. Forgiveness on the edge of the rest of your life. Push it on across the blood of a horizon. Oh, yeah. Land's end. You, like the smoke of prayer, will stay where you belong. Schwarzer, we here. Shaking sounds, almost a fever rattle of castanet sage rolled soft between fingers and the heart-cold throes of equal distance. The heat of everything becomes the chance of another chance of mourning grief with the sun, the breaking dawn. Gasoline. Yeah, everything returns to the heart of creation. Thunder beings backwards. The silt of truth is in first medicine. Water is its own healer. Tragic past, magic still in the future. The glitter cannot hide the rocks that litter the highway. Bits of bone, shards of skin. It is a deluge of what has been part of the struggle. Walking backwards, speaking opposites without the scent of opposition heat waves. The dance light. Familiar voices cry upon the wind. Where have you been? Transir. Soft showers of velveteen dust. The rust of words that night has spoken that might have been spoken if the heart was strong enough to hold them. Rabbit trails and broken promises, the scars of which can be seen with the eye. You thrown me. I see you. Flames calls the shake of a rattle, the dust motionless inside. Gasute call evidence. Tyrannic science trying to rob us of free will as if they know by facts what can only be seen by spirit. Nikotze, 
near-court uh, ashes, straight lines into the darkness, shabby. Gray matter, gray cells, gray areas of what has been, what has not been addressed. Sing songs to the wind and the grass. The shocks of shining green or gray and fading with death of season, thunder being stride, the stars, Mikake. And we follow the dust trails rising with them from the mountains, past under weather, scorched high hills, Abita. So we palm touch the risen earth. Nothing left but to walk on. Another part, fire circle of stories finished. Another awaits to be begun. Fires lit, another opportunity to begin again. Dream, darkness, dense against. All superstition, no one here calling in repetition, any being's name. Undue attentions turned aside. We dance within speaking distance of our prayers. Skulls shown sage reverence. We are all of us. Lifted in ceremony, ancestral steps deep as thunder, phony, midnight meals, food offerings left upon the smooth surfaces of stone and earth for the spirit ones. All the great mysteries. Liquid clay, geometric lines of speech, old ones muttering on bare hilltops, dancing between shadows and light. Thunder beings tossing gifts toward the black of night. Will it be a dream? Or a nightmare. None can say. Spill the bones. See which way they fall. Watch the sway of dancers as they stomp down the grass. Touch the riders. The hair and sweat of their Steeds watch the riders as they crest the hills, dust plumes upon the horizon, Montreal, Goha. We shall resist the temptation of dragging our hands through the disturbed air. We are the ghost road born, and we have come again to this disturbed place. On our journey, we shall see you all 
at home place. Uchi. No ke In peace. Wow. That was incredible. Thank you. And I say I've been doing a lot of thinking. You know, like I said, and all of a sudden that's uh those things jumped up on me in just the last couple of days and I got like I said, I got to let things settle down a bit before I try to write something from that perspective. You know, it's uh, funny yeah. because you think about prompts like that and how that's one of the things I absolutely love about doing prompts is that you have the same prompt, but it's going to be written differently by so many people, you know, depending on their perspective of it. And I thought about you. Of course I thought about you when I got that prompt in tonight and uh, wondered what you would think of it. <laughs> well, yeah. well, let's put it this way. But I, I, I already know what I could do for like a first verse, but I know there would be a lot of people. <laughs> there would be a lot of people who were more uh, sitting in the pews, let's say, Blasphemy! <laughs> you know, honestly, that's one of the reasons I don't know if I could write to it because for me, it, you know, brings, it's a very anti, yeah, I I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I could write, you know, especially, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Well, I can, I already, I click this person, I already understand where the sifting point would be and that is to, you know, I mean, I would start off like that, but I would have to, I would have to move into that sifting place between religion and spirituality. Mm-hmm. Space, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. even within my within within my people, the elders say, you know, that you know we they want to be able to gift those who are of my nation with Osage names so that when they pass on, they are greeted by their ancestors. And in the process of living their life, it doesn't matter who they call upon as their higher power as long as they do. There is still a means of making that ceremony happen if they so desire. And to me, that means a lot. Yeah. Knowing that my people are able to see that and say, "Okay, we understand that you guys were grown up this way, and that you know this is how you believe, and this is your faith." Okay, fine, cool. We have a means still of doing the ceremony, native ceremony, if you desire. I desire. Sign me up. I'll be there. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I've been learning a lot. And and it's funny because, I mean, I've been learning since uh, some of this, you know, obviously has just been coming up since they released the the, uh, the movie uh, by Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon, which is about the Osage murders back in the 1920s. And was also, by the by, the birth of 
the uh, FBI because when you're dealing with a, a uh, federal crime of that nature, it cannot be local law enforcement that deals with native uh, with native people on their native land. It has to be federal. Yep. So. And, and in, in the process of that, you know, there have been some other books and some other um, authors that have written on a more familial level, dealing with that same conversation. And so I have, you know, been able to uh, get some of those books as well, because I have read, read the, the book Killers of the Flower Moon, but I would like to also have a more uh, individuated uh, story to also lend some of those details to that greater scope, you know, so that things can be focused in, a, for me, be focused in a bit more. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to do that, and I've been I've been thankful for that because, like I said, I've been, even just in the process of, you know, like I say, that release of that movie, I've literally been learning a lot about my my own people through that and it's been a good experience for me so that is that is amazing yeah i'm thankful for that but not to take any more time uh i would uh, say that uh, uh, you can find me on facebook it's rape wild at facebook.com and then down in parentheses you'll see soldier blue and then you can also find some of my work also on my podcast which is red earth one if you keep the letters or those words uh, separated, it'll get you there a little quicker. It's a free podcast, so you can just access it anytime you wish. And also at the same time, I'm still working and processing uh, some of the works that I'm doing uh, and trying to get recorded for a reverb nation. So as soon as I have that all together, I will make sure to uh, let you know exactly how to access those as well. I will do that. Awesome. All right, Soldier Blue, fantastic job. Thank you for that. I always learn so much from you. <laughs> I am such, I am I am much smarter for knowing you. Truthfully. Well, I, I much try more to, educated I to, from knowing you. Well, and, and I, I was I will leave with, I will leave it on the, this one last note uh, to go along with that, and that is something that I've had to learn along the way as myself, and that is simply that every gift has this sense of responsibility. And in this sense, the gift of me, uh, my uh, need to, to know, my, my passion for learning, and part of that gift is passing it on to other people because it would be purely selfish if I just kept it to myself. That would serve no purpose. So I do my best to try to give away to other people so that they can you know, uh, pick it up as well in whatever form they want, uh, you know what some some of the things some of the things that I'm learning. And we're always learning, and I'm always learning because of you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yeah, thank <laughs> right. you very much too. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, hon. Yes, ma'am. All right. Good night. Good night. Our next caller comes from area code nine zero three nine zero three. You are on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shulman, the Word Monster. Rawr! Rawr! <laughs> How are you doing? Hey, sweetie. I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. I'm doing good. 
still uh, still working, and it's hot and cold here, so it's not completely cold, so I can't complain too much. But besides that, I'm doing all right. I uh, have three paragraphs that I want to read from a short story, if that's fine. Um, this is something actually completely different. Um, so, you know, there's people that I don't like that write. Um, and I actually read, uh, well, I actually didn't read him in high school. I read him in college, but, uh, it's Nathaniel Hawthorne. And this one is good or young Goodman Brown. Anyway, this is a scary story. Well, it's supposed to be scary, <laughs> but the last, uh, paragraph you'll see why I'm reading it anyways uh I found a few spots that were pretty awesome in this one I really don't like him as a writer but I wanted to show people that you can still find good decent stuff I bought um the short story uh 30 masterpieces and this this uh two people they put this together in I think 2011 so anyways it's got a bunch of different ones uh yeah, it's, or my bad. This one's 1987. I got another one that's 2011. So, anyways, here we go. So this is uh, excerpt from Young Goodman Brown by Nathaniel Hawthorne. This is on page 10. So here we go. Another verse of the hymn arose, a slow and mournful strain, such as the pious love, but joined to words, joined to words which expressed all that our nature can conceive of sin and darkly hinted at far more unfathomable to mere mortals is the lore of fiends. Verse after verse was sung and still the chorus of the desert swelled between like the deepest tone of a mighty organ and with the final pill of the dreadful anthem there came a sound as if the roaring wind, the rushing streams, the howling beasts, and every other voice of the unconcerted wilderness were mingling and according with the voice of guilty men in homage to the prince of all. The four blazing pines threw up a loftier flame and obscurely discovered shapes and visages of horror on the smoke wreaths above the impious assembly. At the same moment, the fire on the rock shot redly forth and formed a glowing arch above its base, where it now appears, uh, where it, where now appeared a figure. With reverence be it spoken, the figure bore no slight similitude, both in garb and manner to the grave divine of the New England the New England I'm gonna skip over that's the end that's the end of that one. There's three paragraphs, so uh wow. there resumed the sable forms. Uh all our can I read two more I got time for two more or no? Two more poems? No, two more paragraphs. Or is oh, that yeah, too long? Ahead. Okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah. You can see the darkness in that one, right? Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be a, a witch meeting. That's why I read that one, So, and it's about horror. So, All right. They resumed the stable form. All are whom ye have re- reverenced from youth 
you deemed them holier than yourselves and shrank you from your own sins, contrasting it with their lives of righteousness and prayful aspirations heavenward. Yet here are they all in my worshiping assembly. This night it shall be granted you to know their secret deeds, how hoary bearded elders of the church have whispered wanton words to the young maids of their households. How many a woman eager for widow's weeds has given her husband a drink at bedtime and let him sleep with his last sleep in her bosom. How beardless youths have made haste to inherit, inherit their father's wealth and how fair damsels blush not. Sweet ones have dug little graves in the garden and bidden me the sole guest to by the symphony of your human hearts for, for sin you shall sent out all the place all the places whether in church bed chamber street field for, or forest where crime has been committed and shall exalt to behold the whole earth one strain of guilt one mighty blood spot far more than this it shall be yours to penetrate in every bosom the deep mystery of sin the fountain of all wicked arts and which inexhaustibly supplies more evil impulses than human power than my than my power at its utmost can make manifest in deeds and now my children look upon each other all right there's one more i got one more i need to one more go ahead and stop going okay okay I've been timing, yeah. Right. You're good. Sorry, some yeah, sorry some of the paragraphs are kinda of long. So they're not broken up. So they're kinda of like one big sentence. But all right, this is the last so had Goodman Brown fallen asleep in the forest and only dreamed a wild dream of a witch meeting? Be it so if you will, but alas, it was a dream of evil omen for young Goodman Brown. A stern, a sad, a dark, meditative, a distrust, distrustful, if not a desperate man, did he become from the night of that fearful dream on the Sabbath day when the congregation were singing a holy psalm. He could not listen because an anthem of sin rushed loudly upon his ear and drowned all the blessed strain. When the minister spoke from the pulpit, the power and fervid eloquence and with the hand with his hands on the open bible of the sacred truths of our religion and of saint like lives and triumph deaths and of future bliss and or or misery unutterable then did goodman brown turn pale dreading least the roof should thunder down upon the gray blasphemer and his hearers Often waking, suddenly at midnight, he shrank from the bosom of faith. Faith is his wife. Read that part earlier. And at morning or evening time, when the family knelt down at prayer, he scolded and muttered to himself and gazed sternly at his wife and turned away. And when he had lived long and was born to his grave, a hoary corpse, followed by faith, an aged woman, and children and grandchildren, a goodly 
procession besides neighbors not a few they carved no hopeful verse upon his tombstone for his dying hour was gloom that's in peace it's pretty that's pretty that's pretty whack though <laughs> you went. no more ice cream before bedtime for you that's right well it's a good way to be inspired by someone that you don't like too though that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I wanted to read it I know it was lengthy I was just saying that sometimes you guys like I don't like Henry James but there's certain things I can dig I can find stuff that he wrote that I can like and I think mm-hmm. that he was intelligent He's a British writer, too, and I can even read The Turning of the Screw. It's a terrible uh, story, and then I force myself to read it. But I can, it can make, it can, I can read the first four pages, and it makes me fall asleep. So, anyways, it's something horrible, but what I'm saying is it was a horrible story. Like, it was supposed to be a scary gothic story in my mind. When I, when I read it, I was like, wow, this is kind of scary because, you know, Christians <laughs> are big about the fear of God, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and I was talking about, so in that story, what I, I can't read the whole story on the show, of course, it's too long. Um, I think it's like 13 pages or something. But anyways, what it's saying, he had a story about a witch's meeting, and he met the devil, and uh, the devil basically went, and his catechism uh, teacher was a woman, and she she made a deal the deal with the devil to be the queen of hell. Everybody else and everybody in the New England actually worshiped the devil. They're just hiding underneath the Christian belief in Quakers, and that's what the whole story is about. And so whenever he woke up from the dream or that he didn't think was a dream, that's why he went insane. So it was just I don't know. I just felt like sharing that. Hopefully I didn't freak anybody out. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, and it, you know, it was something different, you know, that's what it's supposed to be about. It's completely unbiased. I love that you shared that. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I figured you might. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nyla. Uh, I did miss the spooktacular. Sorry, I I did get, uh, I did write, I did share that with you already. I need to read it again. I did read it when Chris was on the second time, like two weeks ago. The spooky, uh, cursed uh open mic cafe that i did the one with the uh halloween one the with mm-hmm. the title i sent i need to I read, would, that read that to me month. you read that you read that to me all right i read it to you that's right i forgot yeah yep. i thought i read that to you or chris i can't remember if i read it to both might read it to both but okay cool i didn't know if i had read that already so all right cool I'm going to work on the circus one. I haven't had much time to read or to read or write, really, but I haven't. Well, you know, we do have our anniversary show coming up, and we are going to be doing the same thing we did for the Halloween show, and that is on the anniversary show. I want to encourage everybody to write a poem for somebody on the show that has inspired them, like Dina and and Rebel Jones, you know, writing poems. Oh, okay. Or write a poem about, you know, what the speakeasy means to you or a day at the, you know, I haven't figured out what it is, but, you know, something appropriate for the, yeah, something appropriate for the speakeasy anniversary show. Okay. 
Gotcha. So, so the, the you've got, uh, you've got the secret preview. Exactly. No one else knows about that yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're the only it. one I've you. told. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's that first information. Uh, All right. Cool. Yeah. No, I'm still gonna do what I'm gonna do. Is the circus one is what I was trying to say mm-hmm. for the Halloween. It's kind of hard, but I'm gonna be using the names, but they won't be inspired by anything. They'll be in my story. But um. Yeah, I just haven't had a chance to get there, so hopefully I'll be riding some more. I might be moving to Kansas to move in with my sister and uh, having a new start. I haven't decided that yet, so oh, I don't know. If you I'll move to you Kansas, if you move to yeah. Kansas, let me know because I can point you to some really cool fossil places there. All right, cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah. let you know, and they'll just give me a <laughs> brand right. new start and. It could be a better life. So, but anyways, not to yammer on. I know you got other poets, some poetesses on. So this is Eric Shellman. Find me on Facebook. Uh, it's Eric Shellman, the Word Monster. Rawr. Rawr. And you can find me on my. There's a like page with the same thing. It's Eric Shellman, the Word Monster. Rawr. Um and. Like I said, my Instagram has been hacked like three times, so I'm not even going to make another one. It's kind of pointless. Um, I'm getting tired of that. So I had Twitter a long time ago. I don't have it anymore. Um, I just got tired of it, really. Um, and I got it, and I and I, uh, I don't think I ever got hacked on Twitter, but I don't know. I just got tired of it. Um, that was before Elon Musk actually took over, but I'm just I'm good. Uh, I was taking a break here and there on Facebook, so I've been on too much and I'm just living my life. So everybody have a great night and Nyla, I love you. Talk to you later. And I'll start working on my, uh, thank you. And I'll start working on the 17th anniversary, the night at Speakeasy, which one, uh, each one that inspires me. That's what you said. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. All right. We will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, baby. All right. Talk to you next week. Thanks so much. You're welcome. <laughs> bye bye. All right. So we have 44 minutes left in the show, and we our caller lineup right now is 219-213-506-585 and 807. We do have area code 931 and 815 on the board, but you are not in the lineup to be unmuted and on the show. So 931 and 815, if you want to come on the air, please press 1. That will let me know it's okay to unmute you. If you're here hanging out listening, glad you're here. If you change your mind at any time, 931, and there you go. We got both of you. All right, so we have 44 minutes left. I'm going to keep my comments to a minimum. I'm going to go yay or that was great or whatever so I can make sure I get you all on. I don't want to cut you back. I would rather do that than cut you back to reading one poem. So right now you can still read two poems, normal length. Don't do anything super long. Um, other than that, we'll be good to go, but I'm going to keep my comments down so we can get you all on. Area code 219, you are on the air. And how are you doing? This is Brother O speaking. Hey, Brother O. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. What do you have for us? How are you doing? I'm good. 
Tyler's yeah. form is called One Man Can't Change the World. Yet, however, he has the power to make an impact to touch the lives of thousands of people. My dear brothers and sisters, there's a special brother who I happen to know very well. He has made a powerful impact in the Chicago poetry community for oh, for almost 14 years with his well-known reputation for being the most supportive poet to come along in this generation. His unconventional poet is a out in the making. This once-in-a-generation poet has a unique get to sharing knowledge and educating his people through poetry. He once was an aspiring college professor before God called him to create his own spoken word ministry. His brother is a true pioneer and trailblazer for poets with disabilities, and he is a very popular and influential figure in both the Northwest and Chicago poetry communities, who always gives encouragement and advice to newcomers. His brother is a transcendent and a game changer who created his own fashion statement, bringing back Kangol hats and supporting them on stage, and he came up with his own introduction before performing on stage. That's a major hit with audiences in Chicago. And his brother put out his CD while he was in the hospital awaiting a heart transplant last year. The other poet that I know has done it since, he came along. His brother is a crowd pleasing and a fan favorite. And that one in a million brother who has touched the hearts and souls of thousands when he when he came on the scene in March of two thousand ten. When people hear that he's coming out, the red carpet is rolled out for him. When he enters the room, the atmosphere shifts into a drama free zone and his presence raises the bar to a spirit of excellence. He's always treated like a member of the royal family. His favorite spot is the front row. When it comes down to versatility, this brother got got that those special abilities to put words together like a jigsaw puzzle. He can make his speeches with his powerful poetic testimonies. He can play the role of a professor with his social conscious poetry with ease. He could portray the part of a motivational speaker with both his motivational and inspirational poetry. He portrayed a part of a blogger and or a vice columnist with love relationship poetry. And he, he could make you laugh, cry, or give him a standing ovation or leave him leave on shock. Brother, the little medical professor of poetry. Now, that's a name I've heard for a long time. And people speak of him often. But what I know about him, he has never allowed his issues, challenges, and limitations to stop him from winning numerous awards, including six National Spoken Word Awards. He loves everybody regardless of who they are. And he accepts everybody for who, who they are as people. He constantly wants his fellow poets to succeed because, in his point of view, there's enough on the table for all of us. And this brother truly desires his fellow artists to be blessed and highly favored as he is. Well, how do you know, brother? Is he one of your relatives, your friends, or acquaintances? 
Have you ever met this this man in person and connected to him on social media? Well, of course I know him. He's me. In phone. <laughs> He's me. You know, I don't know if there's many more things in the world sexier than confidence, right? Exactly. Absolutely great read, sweetheart. Tell her, are you going to read two tonight or just the one? No, just the one, because I know, know you got other portions online and the time is running, running kind of short. So you, everybody can find me on Facebook, on Omar Brother O'Gavin, and on Instagram under Brother O underscore the Miracle 1975. And, uh, and I got got quite a few performances coming up and host my weekly radio show voice nine to ten every Monday night. So connect with me on Facebook and on Instagram to get more information what I got going on. And thank you for support every week. Thank you, brother. Oh, we'll talk to you next week. I'll be I'll be back. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code two one three two one three. You're on the air. Uh, this is sincere. Um, uh, good to be here. Hey, um, I'm, how are you doing? Great. Uh, I know good we got people waiting. No, it's good to be heard. Um, this is from my book that's out, Poetry for the Love of Her Soul, Volume Two. I want to thank uh, Tila Shell for making it happen. I love you. Thank you so much for believing in me. So. Um, it's called Inferno. You owe me your time. Given 30 quarters, last breath behind a fire of dreams behind a broken window. In peace, Inferno. Wow. That was a bullet. That was awesome. And that was from my book, Poetry for Lover's Soul. Volume two, you can find on Lulu Publishing Bookstore. Very cool. Are you going to read another one? Absolutely. It's called Timeless. Okay. On my way over the hill, I seen a stranger. Like a light in a mere second, eviction notice camped around me. Timeless serenity came with a damper of missing seconds contemplating her voice. What he said unto me, you know time don't stop when you are in a constant state of motion. I said behind one full second aggravation or exaggerating her smile with her flow. Time is as most Mona Lisa or time is as the great 300 Spartan Wars last 10 against the Persian Emperor Xerxes of the world winds. Time is as Genghis Khan. Time is as two oceans that never spoke about Touches that touch each other for 24 hours a day without a fight. Time is as a precaution or a caution for a love. And from getting married around a divorce. Time is without diving around an Olympic event. Time is as windows bringing a scene for you to think about today as such as a day in a timeless space. In peace, sincere. I love visions that you went through from scene to scene. 
was just that 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 was exceptional. I'm humbled by that. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. We've missed you. Come back more often. You can't be gone so long. I'll cry. Yeah, I will. I just had to straighten out a few things. <laughs> so I'm, I'm here. So I appreciate it. I'm humble. And once again, um, Poetry for the Lover of Soul, Volume 2 on Lulu. Thank you, Tila Shell. Uh, thank you for everything. Thank you, Nyla, for you this. Get a chance, um, baby. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Thank you for this platform. You're welcome. When you get a chance, jump over onto my Facebook page and post the link for your book. It's kind of like the community bulletin board. It makes it easy okay. for people to find stuff. So, you know, make sure that we've got that posted on my page so we can just run over and check it out. You got it. All right. Appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you so much for making time to call in. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You have a blessed week. You're welcome, baby. You too. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 506. 506, you are on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Cell 88. How are you, my dear? I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. What would you bring us tonight? I brought a poem called We've Come Undone. Okay. Love should be freely given, poured upon the very one you claim to love. Search your soul to see what you loved or liked about that person. Ask yourself why you love this man or woman. List the wonderful qualities possessed by the object of your affection and remember the nuances that caught your eye that first time. Close your eyes and feel that first touch. Experience the excitement. There was nothing you would not do for this Mr. or Mrs. Wright. How all their idiosyncratic quirks made you smile and fall deeper. Loss of appetite, heart racing, pulse pounding in anticipation. Just seeing them caused trembling hands and hyperventilation. They were the first thing on your mind and the last thing, the last things thought of before sleep, followed by dreams of a love so deep. You are treasured, adored, and wanted, and Today you are only haunted, no touch, no kiss, no vows of love or devotion, intimacy as a stranger. Standing nude does not entice, arouse, or invite. Rejection, indifference, disinterest takes intimacy's place. Robotic unions, sibling love, not even. Strangers living together displaced. Loneliness grows into, like a fungus, emptiness festers like pus in a wound. Forgotten are those nuances. Absent is the excitement. Touch disappears. Thoughts of love turn to hate. Time now spent pondering your fate. Words kill that once tender voice. Nightmares overshadow love's dreams. Verbal violence end any and all goodness and gone are love's embrace. Remember how it once was only embitters the soul who now is. Nothing is left but an empty shell. I'm sorry. Falls on deaf ears again. Why is it so hard to remember all the goodness you once loved? There is no such thing as happily ever after. Wilted flowers we've become. And peace. Hello?
can't hear me. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Oh, God. I just said this whole, all this wonderful stuff, and nobody heard me because I had somehow hit my mic and muted it. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I absolutely love that piece. I, I mean, I think that it resonates with so many people because we have all been there. We have all felt that. We all have all seen it you know, happen yeah. to others over and over again. You know, we've seen it happen to ourselves. It's just, you know, it should never get that far. It's sad, you know, isn't I think it, that, that, that we forget all those good things. If we thought of them more often, embrace them again, you'd fall in love again, I suppose. But, yeah. I think that happens when people have been together for a while and they forget that, you know, the, the brightest star up in the sky isn't actually a star it's two stars i guess serious serious robbie will correct me if i'm not saying it right but it's actually two stars that are so close together that they've formed an orbit around each other and because of that it burns so bright you know and that's the way a relationship it should be in a relationship you should orbit around each other you know, and but what happens most of the time is one person will start orbiting around the other. The other, you know, becomes it's just it, you, you lose yourself, you know, and it's hard to stay in love with people when you get lost, you know, or yeah. one's always giving when you know, one's empty and one's full and just, yeah, it's sad. That was a great write, sweetheart. Thank you very much. You're welcome. If you don't have time for a second one, I understand. Have you, is it short? Um, I can pick a short one. I can. I have a little, a brief one here. Hang on a second. It's just a few, three stanzas. I'm not sure if I've read this before or not, but it's called Pearls, Iron, Brass, Antique. Turrets pierce the clouds and mason and stones wrapped around. Stained glass windows of many hues. Sun's light let colors through. Portals of wrought iron Peak and brass enter to entry to this castle grand the house of doors clank and clink and carry secrets of ghosts within upon windowsills sit all the little bird hearts their songs to me impart serenade the broken ones like me who know the beasting of loss my promise if i survive you is to keep our love alive in my poetry each word a pearl, each phrase a necklace of memories. This other Eden, your home on high, is where you wait for me. Our castle turrets pierce clouds. We've waited long and dreamed out loud. The worn with sorrow drops to the ground. Doors to forever open. We are face to face. Grief becomes joy as we embrace. And poems. That was beautiful. Both Thank of those you. fantastic reads, honey. Thank you so much. You're very, very much welcome. All right, sweetheart, tell everyone how to find you. Oh, I'm just I'm all poetry as uh, Lady A, and on Facebook as Andrea Wheaton. Perfect. All right, my darling. What's that? Okay, thank you so much. You're so gracious. Thank you. (laughs) You can hear me, right? 
Yes, I can. <laughs> oh, good. Fantastic. Appreciate you. I hope you can come back next week, and great job, honey. Thank you so much. Night-night. You're welcome, babe. Good night. All right, our next caller, area code 585. You are on the air. Well, hello to everyone. <laughs> hello, Joseph. sweetheart. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I won't okay, take much time. So I got a couple of things. Um, here's, here's a poem that I didn't write better than anything I ever wrote uh, by Langston Hughes. But I had the opportunity. I was asked to do this poem. Check this out. So we were having this concert called uh, Concert to End Hate. And there was this uh, symphony trained trumpet player. And he had he called me over to his house and gave me this poem. I had like three days to kind of put it together. And so I'm doing the poem in front of his jazz combo, but for the concert, I'm doing the poem in front of his jazz combo, and they're surrounded by a small symphony orchestra. It was like crazy. So anyway, it's a Langston Hughes poem. A lot of people don't realize that when they think of uh, they think of Martin Luther King, they think of him as being kind of a conservative, and think of him as being as being someone who was not on the on the cutting edge when, when they had those debates between him and Malcolm about, you know, King was wanting to go slow about things and Malcolm was ready for, like, right now by any means necessary. But what they don't realize is that King had broke through from when a black could just be shot for no reason or slapped by anybody and better not say nothing about it, okay? And he had broke through that not only to a to, to protest that, but say, you know, not only that, but we're going to vote and we want a job and all of that. And there was a whole contingent of the black community that said, wait a minute, don't, don't go too fast. Now don't make everybody mad. And this, this poem by Langston Hughes celebrates what was going on there. It's called Go Slow. Go slow, they say, while the bite of the dog is fast. Go slow, I hear while they tell me, you can't eat here, you can't live here, you can't work here. Don't demonstrate, wait, while they lock the gate. Am I supposed to be God or an angel with wings and a halo on my head while jobless I starve the dead? Am I supposed to forgive and meekly live or slow, slow? Slow, 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 and poor. Wow, that was incredible. Like, read it you, amazingly, too. I think I understood where it was coming from. Langston Hughes, man, see, that's what I'm saying. You know, we poets, but that's a poet. <laughs> that's a poet. <laughs> I mean, I'm honored just to try to do justice to reading something like, wow, really? Oh, man. And I know just where you're from because I'm, I'm of an age that I was around when it was talking about, you know, you know, your father might tell you, boy, I ain't come to get you out of jail. You know, and 
he's talking to a son who's trying to lift his head up out of the sand and say, you know, things ain't right. We need to be saying something about this. And your father was trying to keep you alive. And he don't want you to go out there and get beat in the head by a billy club or lynched by the Klan or something like that. He's telling you to go slow. On the other end of the spectrum, here's a poem of mine called Not So Woke. And so they awakened, clad in a shroud of dark, only their newfound light to pierce through and burn denial, chauvinism, privilege, declaring themselves free of the evil plan by the man to keep us down. Thence they broke loose from convention and they were woke. They were not enlightened, had nothing, saw nothing new, but from darkness they were woke. The denial defied constraints of ethos, even language, just to define and contain itself, and thus they became a target for legislation, ridicule, and scorn, and found self-defeat looming over valid queries and insights, having defined them Woke and the phone. You knocked both of those out of the ballpark. They're really about the same thing. You mm-hmm. know, some criticize the the people who define themselves and strive for wokeness, and some people say, "Well, you know, you're painting a target on your back." You know, and, and the people who don't like you just ridicule everything that you strive to do, say, oh, you're missing more of that woke stuff. You know, but that's kind of a mirror of the people who would say, go slow. Am I supposed yeah. to go slow? You know, am I supposed to not be woke? And so this is like 50 odd years, 60 odd years later, and the same argument is there to be had. But that. That's what I got for you tonight. I know you got other people. My name is Doug Curry, Douglas Curry, and I'm on Facebook as Douglas Curry. Uh, I'm on uh, allpoetry.com as Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D-99 on allpoetry.com. I'm the host of Blacks and Blues every Friday night from 9 to midnight Eastern time at org. And on Saturday night from uh, 10 to 11 Central Time at WBCB.org. And I hope I run across you. And if not, I'm just going to find your poetry and hear it someplace somehow. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, baby. Appreciate you so much making time to call in. I enjoy it. I enjoy everything I'm listening to, and I enjoy being a part. Thank you, honey. We'll talk to you soon. All right, love. Take care, everybody. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you are on the air. 807, are you with me? Robbie? Yes, I am. I just wasn't expecting to be on so quick. I was like, where did I bury my damn phone? I gave the line up. I gave the line up. Yeah, I thought I could have swore that the line up said I was later, but anyways. Uh, so I have uh, something here 
I just I like quickly dug out a couple of poems because I got home not too long ago. So I have one here uh, that is that's along your line of of tastes. I think it's called Dark Fairy. You may have heard this one like a long time ago. So here we go. In a dark and sullen wood, an evil and fearsome fairy there be, spirit of malicious intent, pulling the wings off butterflies. As the laws of nature, his existence does he circumvent. In the dreary woods does he reside, leaving fairy blasts upon the mortal men's minds, leading men and women to their doom. As lost amongst his secret forest paths, they are lured with his magic's weave and loom. In the darkness of his darkest fairy hour, he exercises sinister power, hexing the love of a couple in the little sleepy town, as two days later the lover's mate does drown. He has a fire of evil in his precocious and malicious eyes, all the more sinister for their small and devious side. He spies upon all that mortals do, hoping to their soul's fortune to sour their soul's fortune and bring them to their doom. His dark rose blooms in the stillness of the dead of night. And the only way to remove his power is to take a pair of gold-plated scissors and to take them to his rose's dark root, to sever it from the blessed earth. And if you do this, he will scream in fright. So sleep in your bed with caution and with care, and leave your gold-plated scissors out, so that if you catch him, you may cut out a lock of his magical hair, and rub those locks between your hands to dispel his nefarious scheme, as into his devilish eyes you dare not stare. And that is one of my older fairy poems. I loved it. You knew I would love it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I love writing them. It's just think about that sort of poetry that it's just a joy to write because of the the kind of rhyme scheme it had that it has and the the playfulness and getting into the devilishness of it all. Like the, you don't want to piss off a don't ever piss off a fairy anyone anyone that's listening out there. <laughs> don't ever do it. You right, know, it's right. Worse than death. Oh, I'm not going to let you funny. die. I'm just going to pick off your bones one by one every night. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hey, are you going to read two? Uh, I have one more here that's, sh- yeah, shorter. So <clears throat> this is uh, Bones, and I hardly remember this one. So this will be interesting to read. Bones of the earth, bones of the sky, bones of ill of all the creatures that have passed through all of Earth's time. So many remains remaining to be discovered, so many discoveries of bone waiting to be uncovered. I search through caves, through mountains of fire and depths of sea to see what can be seen of creatures before, never before seen. The Earth tells me its secrets, but only after much effort of axe and pick I pick the lock of Earth's mystery with patience and with fortitude, fortifying myself against the fortress of time. The carbon shall date the Earth I dig through as I push forth 
with earnestness and zeal. I shall uncover the greatest mysteries of all when I finally put down my axe with a mighty bone in my hand held like a scepter as I stand stalwart, proud and tall. And Dan, that's a poem I wrote for you a while back. <laughs> as soon as I start reading, say, that's I a Nile poem. I love that poem so much. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Nile is a, a bone picker. So. I am a bone picker. Yeah, I always uh, you don't become a scatologist. I don't. I don't think so you I want to be. I had these T-shirts. My logo that. for my company says, uh, "It's I play with dead things." That's my logo for yes. my paleontology site. But I love mm-hmm. the part where it says something about the Earth tells me its secrets, but only after I beat the crap out of it. Line in there, picking <laughs> yeah. necks or something like that. I love that line so much. Yeah. You have to send that I, to I me. I really do. You bet. <laughs> I, I really do enjoy writing poems for other people that 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 cater to their interests and i always enjoy when it's well received and you know when they say like oh that that was spot on rob (laughs) (laughs) that poem resonates in my soul i will tell (laughs) you okay well i'll uh i'll send it to you i don't know what when i send stuff like that i don't i never know whether to send it to your I don't even know if your private email is the same or not anymore, or whether to send it to the just the, the Speakeasy Cafe thing, or whether just, or you send, can just it message it, put, message send it in. Send it to me on Messenger. I'll get it much. Oh, okay. fa- I get everything much faster if you put it in Messenger. Okay. We'll do. I'll send it to sure. Messenger after the show. <laughs> and and then I'm going to make a copy of that, and I'm going to post it in my paleontology group. Oh, that would be all. I would love that. That would be okay. awesome. All right. <laughs> all right, Robbie. Tell everyone how to find you again. Uh, I can be found whatever, wherever poetic, aw- poetic awesomeness is, as I stumble over my own words and deflate that completely. Wherever poetic awesomeness is. Yeah. Uh, it's Facebook under Robbie Multimedia Poetry. So you'll find me under there. And there you will see all my links, and I'm always editing those links because things are always changing because all these damn websites is like, Twitter, oh, my God, no, not Twitter. I don't want to be on there anymore. Abandon ship, abandon ship. <laughs> other sites. I don't have to do that. I'm, I'm on Facebook, and that's use. it. I've got a Twitter, but I never yeah. use it. Yeah. It, drove, it drives me crazy. It's happened so much in the past where everybody's like, go on this site, go on this site, go on this site. Do it, do it, Rob. And then I... I was about to swear. And then I bloody do it. And then they leave like three months later because then they think it sucks. It's like, oh, thanks a lot. You insist I go on this site. <laughs> and he's like, oh, like, art wasn't so good after all. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm yeah. with a, yeah. All right, baby. Don't forget to send that poem to me. And we will talk to you next week. Yep. And uh, link me afterwards to where you, where that paleontology group is, so. Okay, I will do that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye, hon. You bet. Okay, next caller, 931, you are on the air. Maybe you're on the air. Maybe now you're on the air. Okay, yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Welcome, welcome. I'm so to the poet. Well, welcome to the show, dear. 
I was invited tonight by another poet I'm connected with, so. But who is the Hello? poet? Gina Stone, Gina Stone. Oh, my sissy. Awesome. Thank you, Gina. Well, I'm I got to a the piece. show. We're glad to have you here, honey. I got a piece for you tonight. It's like, it's a haku. It's not real long. I'm just going to do one piece to get out of the way. You hear me? I can hear you. Yes, go ahead when you're ready. Is it clear? Or is it an echo or anything? No, I can hear you really well. Okay, just making sure. Deeply rooted in darkness. Spread it in more than one direction. Grounded with strength, strong enough to stand firm. A skin so tough, her core, it don't bend to break. You're like a rose, do she have thorns? Only from being torn. Are they revealed, but not physically seen? Still beneath the thorns and tough skin? Rarely do she tend to blossom and bloom with a distinct beauty that is rarely seen. Flower in peace. Wow. That was amazing. What an incredible debut to the show. Welcome, kind sir. We are glad to have you. Thank you. I appreciate that. A great read. So now that you've been here, you're no longer a stranger. Now you're family. I'm hoping that you'll come back and we get to hear a lot more of your work because that was awesome and I want to hear more. I'm the typical girl. You give me an inch, I want a mile. So bring me more poems. Appreciate that. And you can find me on on many social media sites: Facebook, Social Report, Instagram, TikTok. And many other things. But my name is not spelled like it sound. How do you spell it? It's spelled it's spelled S O H L J A. Again, Perfect. that's S O L J A Space T H A Space P O E T. Got it. I even wrote it down. <laughs> Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job tonight. Go ahead. I am a published author also, and I'm presently working on getting my next book published. Well, good luck with that. Let us know how that goes. Make sure you post that on my Facebook page so people can find it. I will have to look you up. What are you under? Like New York, Los Angeles, N-Y-L-A, Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Nyla Alicia. Give Send me a friend's me request. Me. And you said NYLA? NYLA, New York, Los Angeles. Okay. And Alicia is the last name. Now how is that spelled? A L I S I A. Okay, gotcha. Perfect. 
All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Thank you so much for being here. And thank, real thank, make sure we thank Gina for you, too, Miss Storm. Thank you. All right. Good night, hon. Okay, our next caller, 815, you are on the air. Okay, now, like, it's Gina. I just wanted to say thank you to Soldier Poet because I knew it was his first time calling in. And even though I was here with Rebel, I don't have anything to spit or anything to share. Y'all know where to find me. I'll be here next Thursday. But I just wanted to shout him out because I appreciate him coming on, spitting that piece, and sharing with you because it was his first time ever at the Speakeasy Cafe. Awesome, Gina. Thank you. That's what I do. Usually I'm a poetry uber, but when I share my flyers, a lot of times my friends who are poets will show up. And he did, so <laughs> I'm grateful. <laughs> a poetry uber, that's a prompt for you. It is. Okay, okay, so that's my homework. I, I actually okay. took one of the prompts from earlier. It said, what I used, what I would have done before. And that was one of the prompts from earlier. So mm-hmm. I have two homeworks. So I'll do two pieces from now with Rebel again. But Rebel picked me up tonight. He, he was my poetry over. <laughs> so if, if I'm not with Rebel, I will do <laughs> what I used to do and poetry over for you. But if not, you know, we awesome. got the rest of the year. And I'm not going anywhere. So I love you, sis. I love you too, baby girl. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, bye-bye. I love that so much. makes my heart just happy and warm. Okay. Last caller for the evening. Well, actually, wait. Three on with me now. But I want to let area code 773 know that you are not in the lineup. And I see you hanging out down there. So 773, if you want me to unmute you, if you want to come on the air, press 1, and that will let me know that it's okay to unmute your mic. Otherwise, I'm really glad you're here hanging out, having fun with us tonight. I gotcha. All right. So you'll be our last caller, 773. All right, 903, you are on the air. All right. How are y'all? This is Little Gary from East Texas. Oh, my gosh. Ben, a time more rare yeah. than hen's teeth or something like that since we've heard from you. I was trying to think of some yes, really cool ma'am. Texan I, metaphor. Man, yeah. My girlfriend of six years was the jealousest person. Everything I did was some alternative motive, so I quit for a while to try to prove it to her that I loved her, and it fucking didn't work. She let me, blah, 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 blah. Now I'm sad, and now I'm doing what I love to do, and that is right, and, you know, whatever makes me happy. So she was jealous of you calling in the show? Every show, and it was always alternative motive. We went to Vegas. Um, September the 13th, I, I, I placed in the top 100 of, uh, it's called a uh, uh, World Series of Comedy. I went there and I ended up with 11th, but the whole time we were there, she fussed with me and brought me down. And the hardest thing in the world is try to be funny and tell jokes uh, whenever you want to cry, you know. So uh, it was really yeah. hard. And when we got back, she was tired of me trying to make something of myself because I'm just doing it for publicity and blah, 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 blah. And, Instead of the real reasons is because I love to entertain no matter what it's doing and any chance. Now I the can real to help reason my is she's too she's too insecure with herself to be her own person and has to live vicariously through you and if she doesn't have all of your ten, that's just that's not healthy. That is actually not a healthy. I raised her son for six years and she won't even let me tell him bye. 
So wow. yeah, she's the devil, and, and I'm 47 years old, and I'm still learning shit. So I hate smart people. <laughs> I learn something new every day, you know. But I am so glad to be here. I've got a couple of good ones, and I'm so cool um, that uh, you know who I am. You remember me? I just got published. The publisher said she left me a, two weeks before too soon. Is a place out of Colorado. It's like Urban Publisher or something, and uh, I'm so excited. They think I got something really good with what I'm doing, and uh, I got a lot of people to prove wrong, you know. I would love to get to a point where I can say, I've been through this, this, and this. I'm not going to get into it now because I ain't got shit, and y'all just think I'm just some motherfucker who's been um, touched and yada, yada, yada uh, when he was a kid. But uh, I want to say that you can you can be somebody from no matter what happens to you because I, I have a plethora of fucked up shit. It's, I mean, messed up stuff is happening to me, and uh, and I still think I'm a good dad. I'm a good person. And uh, as long as you don't talk to McKay, hell, I'm, you know, I'm pretty good, poet and published and <laughs> – and all of that. I'm just just lonely right now, but you know, I'm a handsome guy. It'll be all right. I just got to quit crying. <laughs> now, when you're ready, nobody you'll be wants ready. to suck a crying like quit crying and get in the bed, boy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's where I'm at now. <laughs> well, I'm, you're going to be just fine. Stoked. You are absolutely going to be fine. I'm proud of you. You know, you, you can be sad because it didn't work out, but it was not a healthy relationship, and you can't do that. You can't reach for the stars when you're being buried. So, she you know, in the long she run. She didn't work or nothing. Wouldn't do the dishes and stuff and want me to do them when I got off of work and things like that. And, you know, I know I was in love, though. You know, when you're in love, you can't tell you nothing. I love her. She ain't got to work. She ain't got to do dishes. But over time, it just gets on you and gets on you, and nothing you can do about it. But fuss, and that's kind of where we were. God, I wouldn't have to work, yeah. and I don't have to do the dishes. Where do you live? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Uh, I, I only want a little bit of things, you know, but I couldn't even get that from her. And uh, now that we've separated, she is told all the intimate stuff that you confide in somebody and, and telling lies, and, and it just breaks my heart. It feels like a friend is doing all It's something I haven't experienced yet. I only been in love three times, and this time uh, I I never been through nothing like this. Not not like she's trying to hurt me. Come in my home, stole all, stole my computer and all kind of crap, and I can't even get a judge let me go get it out of the camper. So it's just like I'm just screwed. I just want to move on and and cut my losses. But she got me good, man. She got me good, good, good. <laughs> but anyway, well, I didn't call in and talk that. You come out to better end. You still got you, right? Yeah, I'm in Louisiana right now with my brother. We don't get to hang out much. He's working here, and I took a week off of work and came over here. I've been lost a money, bunch of money at the casino. We went out to eat tonight, but I'm over here trying to find my happy spot and get back. I'm such a happy, joking guy that when I'm not, man, everybody rides me, you know, and it's hard for me <laughs> to be depressed because everybody notices it. So uh, I'm, I'm over here until Sunday trying to find my happiness and say, oh, screw her. I know she done me bad, but I'll find more love, you know. You will. Uh, yep. So tell me what yep. your poems are. Oh, you're going to love it. My first uh, poem is called Stay. And my second one is like a Halloween one. It's called My Haunted House, but it's kind of a sad love one. I'm just good at the sad love ones. That's what the publisher said. You're so, your simplicity. I told him, well, that's my GD. <laughs> and I just started writing after I'm 30 something. You know, I didn't, I never wrote. And uh, this wasn't a rhyming contest, and everybody loved it, so I just started doing it, and yada, yada, here I am now. And uh, my heartfelt, my uh, simplicity able to explain heartfelt with a rhyme. So that's my specialty. 
And uh, I, I would like to start with the first one. It's called Stay, if you're ready. I am ready. Are you sitting down? Okay, as long as you're I sitting am. down. Oh, thank God. Okay, here we go. Stay by Little Gary. <laughs> I stay low, so I always stay high. I stay in love, even though I know it's going to end in goodbye, making me stay in shades when I cry. Until I'm wondering if they never stay, then why in the hell do I stay and try? I stay broke, so I have to be able to bend. My heart stays torn, so it has to stay on the mend. I stay creative, so my pocket's always holding a pen. Down here in East Texas, where I'm always looking for some shade and some wind, while I'm staying so real that I don't have to pretend. I stay optimistic, even though I never had any luck. I stay in the country, so mud's always on the side of my truck. While my life stays in this drought, just like my half-empty-ass cup, making me stay down while I stay dreaming of up. I stay safe because I'm a scrappy Leo with two fists and a gun. I stay respectful while people keep giving me none, trying to stay happy, although I never have any fun. But if I stay in last place while everyone else stays in the position of one, y'all better know that I'll have plenty of reasons to stay writing so you can stay reading until I drop the pen on the paper because I'm done. End point. Wow, that was awesome. Little Gary is back. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's it. I'm I'm back. Yes, you are. Okay, so my next one is My Haunted House. And I thought of this one because I've owned my home for 20-something years now, and I've raised my kids in it. My ex-wife left me in it, and, and every girlfriend has left me in it. So I was sitting there crying because I'm a real man, and I cry when I'm sad. Um, But anyway, uh, um, and I was looking around the house, and I thought, God, there's so many memories here, and and it's just me, and everybody's gone, and and I'm by myself, and I cried for a minute, and and then I wrote this, and this is what it come out to be. It's called My Haunted House by Little Gary. Hey, my house is haunted. By past fights, lost loves, and every night they really get on it. If my walls could talk, they'd tell you that me and a girl had probably done it, making every square foot of my house have a ghost that does nothing but haunt it. In the kitchen, there's a small hole in the wall. It's because me and a girl were having one hell of a ball. The missing cabinet fell off when I was adding the girl's dishes because I'm so sexy and tall. And the table's gone because a girlfriend left me and she decided she'd just take it off. Now come take a walk to the living room. The empty brown carpet, I bet it reminds you of the planet called Doom. Or maybe it's an island where you and Tom Hanks had gotten marooned, and the sign next to the door that says no smoking was put there because we were hoping a girlfriend's mom would get Wilson. Next is the bathroom where there's a well-water-stained shower, a place where me and a girl made love for hours and hours, next to an empty window where a girl always set her gifted-based flowers, over an empty cabinet where towels used to be stacked by me and a girl's son and leaning white towels. Now down the hall where all the pictures used to be hanging, you'll see that all the doors are marked up from all the slamming and banging. If you're able to see it, that is, because the light took a shoe one night and at best it's waning. Over a mud track floor that has so many tracks from girls moving out that you think that it's raining. On the left is the room where I keep my bed. That's been rocked so many times in the past that you can call my ass Fred. And every corner of it has had its fair share of kissing, licking, I love you, and a whole lot of head. Now it's just a place where passionate days and nights are long over, gone, gone, over, and dead. If love was a game, then I never won it. Every short straw in the world, I already drawn it. 
And although I'll never be a famous poet or write a fancy ass on it, you can make sure you I can sure in the hell show you a ghost this Halloween. Cause my house, y'all, is definitely haunted. End point. That was incredible. Both of those are really, really good. Wow. Well, thank you. You have really, really really good ears. The concept of the second one is just, that's freaking genius. Yeah, that's me, the genius. Somebody go tell my ex that, (laughs) bitch, you left a genius. You tell her. You dumbass. You know what? This is going to be in the archives forever, so you can play it for her. Baby, you done missed out because the best thing that you had is sitting here on my show. <laughs> there you go. That's, I love that. That's Man. her. If my mama okay. called you and told you to pay pay you to say that, I'm going to pay her back. I swear to God. Nobody paid me to say that. Awesome. I ain't got no money to pay back anyway. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> she took all my money. Apparently, I don't need to eat or have money. But I ain't dead. I'm still crawling. Um, I'm over in Louisiana with my brother, man, and he's proud of me. So I guess that's all I'm that matters. proud of you, too. Uh, and you're going to you be so just much. fine, love. All right. We'll talk to you next yeah, week. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Right, yes, ma'am Gary, tell everyone how to find safe. you, honey. Man, you can find me down here at this, uh, what is it, Hilton Inn. I'm in 1105. Um, I'm going to go bed here in a little bit. No, I'm kidding. You can find me at <laughs> allportrait.com. It's littlegary 76 I mean, if somebody is in Bozier, I mean, you know, I, I won't kick you out. But anyway, uh, and um, uh, my YouTube page is uh, Little Gary's Big Funny. I was born with a big funny. If it was a big penis, I'd be in Hollywood, but it's just a big funny. So, uh, uh, yeah, you can look at that. You see all my, uh, a lot of my poems and my comedy and just see my dumb self. And uh, if you hear a woman's voice in the background of the latest ones, uh, just assume that she's no good and she has a bad voice. But anyway... Uh, Hey, thank you so much. I'm so glad you remember me. I mean, God, who remembers me, you know? And uh, I'm very blessed to be a part of this group, and I think you're awesome and what you're doing and and all these people calling in, and it's awesome. I'm a big fan, and thank you so much, for real. Thank you, sweetheart. Your family, you belong here. When you're not here, we miss you. When you are here, there's a table, a, a chair at the table waiting for you. This is home. We remember you. Well, thank always. you. Always. I'm glad, okay. I'm glad to right. be home. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, hon. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 773, and then we have 501. will be our last two callers for the night. So 773, you are on the air. Hello. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Can hear you, yes. Okay, I was also sent here from um, by Gina Storm, um, Lottie D, uh, by way of Chicago. That is awesome. Welcome to the show. Uh, and um, get into the piece. Okay. Cinderella, dressed in yellow, went upstairs to kiss a fella, made a mistake, and kissed the snake. How many doctors did it take? Cinderella fell head over heels for sorrow, yearning for love, captivated by the immaturity that censored her thoughts of naive, gallivanting around in gullible while wearing desperate as her finest garments. 
dressing up insecurities long enough to seek the attention of a suitor hoping that the poor fabrication of confidence she has stitched together will remain intact as her self-esteem plummeted like a wardrobe malfunction in the middle of her mating dance, forcing rhythms to match frequencies of pretend tea performed her best daunting dance for love, placing her heart in gift-wrapped baggage for the first red fiber in attendance to her festive bullfight of attraction because, well, love. But she had never seen love up close, so she only imagined it would look as he had, his smile so convincing that he became her emblem of what love should be. But every time she reached out to pull him close, the embers on his skin burned the identity from her grasp, leaving his impression upon her pain. Her hurt became home, decorated in warning signs as red flags hung as devastating mementos on the crumbling walls of make-believe. It was becoming harder to romanticize a bleeding heart as the crimson tears ruined fairy costumes, fearing the tales of this love story wouldn't merit happily ever after she built a steel cage around her freedom to love, silencing her tombs of lonely with broken records set by the mistaken identity of companionship. She vowed to let her heart remain in slumber, never to love again, but the feelings of abandonment had settled into her discontentment of lonely, causing vows to be broken, placing temporary happiness on the tip of her tongue and then let it dissolve into thin air because she could not swallow commitment with the fear of its painful regurgitation. Cinderella seen doctor after doctor in search of healing, but nobody could repair the emotional lacerations love inflicted on her dying soul. She started to give up hope of true love. When one day her fairy godmother appeared in her reflection with the fairest affirmation of them all, she said, Cinderella, you never needed love outside of these walls because I was here the entire time within you, waiting for you to look in the mirror and be seen as complete. I am the fairy godmother of self-love, and I need for you to love yourself, love. And everything made sense to her now as she embarked upon a journey of healing, treating her wounds with intensive care as her heart was previously in danger of living in death. But she became, but she began morphing into the god beneath her skin, as she stripped naked for herself in reflections of herself, caressing the vulnerability that she now offered to herself as love, understanding that she never needed doctors of dictation to discover the dichotomous relationship of love and pain, as she, maybe she herself was a representation of all things. Cinderella was God, and well, God, God was love. Poem, thank you all. That was awesome. You know, I wish we had more time because I would read. I had a girlfriend post on her page the other day about how um, she really didn't want to raise her children in a broken home, but she failed. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it just really struck Mm -hmm. me hard what she wrote. So I wrote this big, long thing to her about women and being in love Mm -hmm. and touching on a lot of the things that you put in that poem. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like serendipitous that you read that tonight because it resonates with me so much because of all the emotions I felt writing that reply to her, you know, especially mm-hmm. the whole Disney princess syndrome, you know, yeah. Yeah. Just, I oh. thought it was a great read. Great read. I loved it. Thank I loved you. it. You're welcome. Thank you. So you haven't introduced yourself yet. That's probably important to do. 
Okay, I'm uh, Lottie D uh, from Chicago. You can find me on Instagram as Lottie, L-A-T-I, underscore D, underscore Shay, S-H-A-Y. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Leticia, L-A-T-I-C-I-A, and then a space and D um, hyphen Shay, S-H-A-Y. Uh, yeah. Um, I have links in my bio. You can find my book um, and my open mics pinned to my page. But, yeah, thank you, guys. This has been a beautiful evening. Well, we appreciate you being here. And, you know, like I said before to the last caller that Gina brought over, you know, now you're family. You know, now there's going to be a place set on the table for you whenever you get here, whenever you can get by. We would love to have you. Mm-hmm. We'd love to get to know you thank and your you. poetry better. So, please. You're welcome Absolutely. here. Absolutely. All right. All right, darling. Fantastic job. Thank you. All right. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Okay. Our last caller for the evening comes from area code 501. 501, you are on the air. Hey, Nyla. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm wonderful. This How are you? Jared. I'm good all to right. Hear from I'm you. all right. It's good to be here to be able to be heard from. <laughs> I think that's supposed to mean something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Don't, don't call it, me on it, it sounded very profound. <laughs> well, it, it came out a lot better than it's looking in my head right now. I'm like, wow, that ain't make no sense. There, but uh, yeah, we're gonna run with that. <laughs> Oh, so what do you what are you going to grace us with to close out the show tonight, my dear? What note are you going to leave us on? I'm trying to find a love note. I um, like love. Good, that's what I got for you then. Um, let me see. All right. Okay, I did it. Yay! Look at me, adulting. <laughs> You ready for this piece? I am, please, yes. Okay. There's a crystal clarity to love, but love is pure. Love can cure a heart of ill-gotten grooves that it receives in the course of trusting, in the course of lusting, landing softly or crashing and combusting. Love can be like a perfect gem, a diamond of the highest quality. It is something too rich for me to have, not. For you see, this is a dirge about how I'm in love with love and will make excuses for her, take abuses from her, colluded with her, and ran ruses for her. Oh, how I drank till drunk from the slipper of her. Drinking a tall chalice of a delectable nectar as I fondly reminisce of how I wish I had never smelled her, of how I wish I had never helped her, of how I wish I had never held her close to my chest just so she could infect me by injecting me with this insatiable hunger, this deep, lingering longing of wanting to be longing to her. And she simply spurns my advances, but I will not give up. I shall track her, place wanted posters of her, and pursue love as a bounty hunter, pounding the pavement like a master metal worker, 
Beating iron for Miss Orr and Casey Mycor and making a finely crafted shell for my heart. So I may brave the fury of her blast furnace and reach my hand deep into the flames and seize love gently by the tips of her fingers. Enduring her burning heat until our bodies are fused as alloy, being refined in her forge, as my leggage is melted away and the impurities from my fat are evaporated, leaving the lean man that you see before you today, recharging me to the full, transforming me to the man who accepts love's labor as a joyful slave, who leaves his heart open wide and unprotected, enduring the pain of being sensed by love's flames. And she simply serves me away, pulling her boat from her quiver. Surely tonight she intends to overkill, bending her bow at me in malice, because love had taken aim. And like a pluck from a harp string, her arrow flies, piercing me in the chest dead. But I live to tell the tale of love's warrior, gladiator, poem. Wow. You know, sometimes a girl just needs a little push, but sometimes <laughs> it doesn't end well, does it? No. <laughs> like, oh, come on, baby. Oh, hold on. I was ready for that. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> hey, honey, are you, you're, you're the last caller. Right. You're the last caller. There's no one behind you. Would you like to read a last one since we're not in a hurry now? Would you like to read your second one? Uh, yes, I sure would. I sure would. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, let me see if I can find... Um, I'll do a poem on breathing. Okay. Breathe. In and out. Breathe. Breathing is a, not a luxury quickly or bountifully allotted to me. When I just take thoughts and compress periods of times into poems. Somewhere during the regurgitation, there's a squeeze, a seize, a barrel under pressure, turbulent seas. And in the heart of deep waters, my words seem to lose sustenance, becoming non-corporeal. My mind can't grasp them, so I float within them, like a specter within my own passages. First I'm phasing, then drifting, out of focus, underwater swimming, breathe. Slowly, centering balancing so that the oxygen coming in will fuel the boiler with the check valves at the ready so that I don't have to fear the explosion of the compulsion doesn't expand to a billion potentials and that's complexity with exponentials. When you have an entire ocean waiting to leave to the trickle of a small stream, at these pressures, even wind catches fire. Mental note. Take the time to take in the wind when I hear the hollow howls whistle. I inhale. Breathe. 
because breathing is for the soul that is living. Feel that stress leaving the tree swaying, the whirling wind streaming up the nostril, and then release. The body needs this burning of oxygen in real time. Don't panic. It'll be fine. But the war is woven into the walls in between the lines. Every spark is from a grind. Every gem will not shine. It won't my recitation to be a resuscitation of moments and memories played in the eight millimeter of your mind. A poem not heard, but live. A poem with living roots that reach deep into your well of thought. And you, the listener, are privy to see the desserts and wines of what leapt from the produce. If I could just weave the poem to the passage, no matter how delicate or how savage, embrace the tricky turns, the clever little traps, cover the tracks, cast the net, but the scarecrow pops from out of the furrows to frighten away the magpies. You see, this is a normal day for me. For me, the poem crafter, measurer, calligrapher, the slave, the master, the noble one, the bastard. Why am I just a beautiful black child's laughter? A soul breathing has a desire for breathing in and out, life-giving air. I must learn to do this more efficiently. Poem. You on mute? Yes, I was. Sorry, sorry about that. How did Monologuing you know? Monologuing like a villain. Know? Oh, I do radio now too. <laughs> I know what it looks like. I absolutely <laughs> love that piece, honey. I can't even tell you. I was in Nine Mile Canyon summer. I took a a really long trip, and I was gone for over three weeks. Went camping out in the all over Wyoming and Utah, and it was incredible. And uh, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite places on, on Earth is Nine Mile Canyon. In fact, you know, write that down, Nine Mile Canyon, Utah, Google it, and you can see where I was. But it had right rained. Down. And and it, there's sagebrush everywhere. And one of the things in this world, sweet grass and the smell of wet sage will stop me in my tracks. And I remember sitting there mm. and just stopping and closing my eyes. And I was leaning against my truck. And just breathing, just inhaling and exhaling and then being absolutely present in the sensation of that moment, you know, and just. Did you pull out your camera and start taking pictures immediately upon getting that uh, epiphany? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I just wish right. my pictures were scratch and sniff, right? So you guys could experience it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I need but, to scratch and have vertigo too. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but, it, but it was amazing, you know. And so when when you're reading that poem, it like it took me that place. And I'm listening to that. You read it, and it, it was it was like it was like therapy, or it was like a trance, or I don't know what the right word mm. is. But it was awesome. The word's awesome. I take those. It's always awesome. I'll take those words. Those words uh, did a lot for me. <laughs> Thank you. 
It was meditative. Yeah, it was great. So, darling, do me a favor before we take off and close the show tonight. Tell everyone how they can find you. Um, you can find me at Epiphany. You can find me on Facebook. You can find us on IG, Instagram, TikTok, under Small House of Poetry. Um, next, no, this Saturday coming up, we're going to have our poets send in MP3s. And we're going to play the MP3s in between taking callers and stuff like that over Epiphany on Saturday, 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern, 319-527-6300. Yes, it should turn out pretty good. It should turn out. We're doing love and heartbreak poems, too. Aw. I should come yeah. read. Oh, yeah. If you I would, that would I be awesome, bro. We have big plans for you. Uh, as when you get done, when you get done with the entirety of your Indiana Jones stuff like you were doing over there in Utah, you were talking about you was relaxing, you probably just had swung across a pit of snakes or something like that. But uh, we got you covered, Indiana Jones lady. Wouldn't that be like Laura Croft? Mm-hmm. Gina Davis or somebody like that. Oh, that would work. That That's fine with me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, baby. Thank you so much. Great reads tonight. Absolutely perfect, perfect ending for the show. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate you as well. Appreciate you as well. Thanks a lot for having this uh, venue here, Mala. No problem at all. We'll talk to you in a while. And thank you. All right, you guys, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I want to thank everyone for being here, both callers and listeners alike. I'm going to close the show tonight with Peace by Masterpiece Poet called Batman, and we will see you next week. Good night, everyone. In the back alley of my thoughts, he presses my mind against the wall, investigating my vibe, enticing my will and I, succumb to his success. His tongue like the ink ball of a pen as he maneuvers his way around my body, printing letters of kisses and euphoric breaths that lead to a cursive rhythm of love. The sunset basks in our shadows as night falls and time only decreases to a timeless silhouette of our souls in its wine, pumping orgasms like water from a fire hydrant. It's a wonderland of emotions, a once-in-a-lifetime conception of pleasure, a wealth unmeasured. I call him Bruce Wayne. Night closes in. We transition to our superhero state and mind. In a room full of darkness, I can feel his eyes as he moves himself. Sex drive in the Batmobile, stick shift the dark night rises. I touch the tip, he comes alive. His waist to my mouth, I waste no time. He starts spitting rhymes, I take the mic and deliver one last line. I got him crazy, so he lifts up both my thighs. Kiss on the lips the second time between my hips. I'm fully equipped as he eclipses with my clip. He's speaking tongues, I'm screaming out my lungs. The night is still young. He has a taste for my body. 
and the craving is intense. Each of us burning with desires incense only makes the room full of my incense as he pulls himself inside to my invite. I bite from the glide of his pride and stroke his ego with my Kegel insights while in flight he dives and I cite his name at the height of my passion. He shivers, my legs wide like scissors have me spread out in the cheeks like we in Excel as he propels himself to land on the table of my stomach with a swift motion. As I lay back, I feel a cold breeze looking up. His back is more of a copy of Lights on. 